throwing a dually, asking Sol citizens to report for duty. And greetings, 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 and welcome back to the Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back. Today is Sunday, June the 4th, and I'm here with my good friend, Cal Rati. How are you, my friend? Hey, hey, Griff. Everything's good. Happy to be here. Happy Sunday, everybody. Good, good, good. Looking forward to tonight. Listen, the reason why you see Cal Rati dancing over there is because tell, tell everybody where you just came from. <laughs> Where'd you just come from? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, I came from an award ceremony that I completely forgot that I had planned today for like, they reminded me like twice last week and closer to the time that it was completing, mm -hmm. um, I was like, wait, crap, I have a stream today. <laughs> so I was like, I was rushing home. Well, I wasn't, I couldn't rush home because I was driving my mother. So she was like, take your time, take your time. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, but you still didn't tell you didn't tell them so what the what the gas and all that. But but wait, you, you so didn't. Are you hear, are you hearing me in Twitch or Discord? So I'm hearing you in Twitch because for some reason my Discord is not, not projecting your voice. Really? Try it one more time. Test so I'm gonna be right back, guys. Yeah, test it real one quick second. for me. Yeah, test it real quick for me. Because that's like a 10 second all delay. Right. What about now? Testing one, two, three. Testing. I hear you. You're good. Are you hearing me? All right, I don't hear you. So really? let me rejoin the call. Okay. By disconnecting real quick and reconnecting. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, cool. That's cool. All right, how's that? I hear you fine. Uh, and I hear you fine. Okay, good. Because that was like a six-second delay. I'm like, he's not oh, answering me. It's, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and when I started speaking, I started to hear myself. So I was like, wait. Did I just hear through Discord or through Twitch? And uh, then I realized, oh, right, it's Twitch. Good. 
So yeah, tell every you didn't tell everybody though what the awards ceremony was. I was talking about why you were dancing. So tell everybody what the oh, awards were. Yeah, yeah. So I sing calypso. It's one of the local um, musical genres in the Caribbean, and um, we had a competition earlier earlier this year um, during the period we call Carnival. And yeah, I was part of it. Um, and they were handing out prizes and everything, and we had to sing. Some of us had to sing, so they had different intervals. So. I was one of the persons who had to sing and perform. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's wh where I came from. All right. Well, next time I come down that way, dude, I'm going to have to come. You're going to have to, like, give me the tour. Take me to a good place for some music. I will, stuff. man. I'll show you the good stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've been down there so much now, I don't think about it. But, but now that I know somebody <laughs> who's down there, I only have one other friend who lives in the Caribbean. So I, mm. I'll, I'll have to make sure next time when I go, I'll have to touch base with you. Um, Definitely. Yep. You guys see three boxes because we are, uh, maybe one other person from the team is going to be on tonight, Colossal. He's out taking care of some stuff and he may drop in on us as well. Uh, but for now, it'll be a two-man show. Um, me and Cal Roddy are going to kind of cover some of the topics of of uh, Update 3.19. Um, and and uh, both he and Colossal are both people who have, let's say, insider information uh as to development sometimes and so we pay to get it guys <laughs> and so they'll they will have more insight than i will i'm still calrati um doing some things in star citizen that i you know i haven't done in this patch yeah. there's a lot of stuff yeah. i haven't done um last night we will we'll talk about it when we get there okay because we'll talk about what happened Definitely, last yeah. night okay we'll talk about what happened last <laughs> night i i should have pulled some video because you had video and i had video but i was just overwhelmed um, one of the things that we talked about, oh, before we even get into that, let's see who's, who's, who's hitting us up. Oh my God. Ooh. Somebody gave us a sub. Thank you so oh, yeah. much for that. Let me, I didn't have my right screen up. Thank you. Thank you. Um, who was that? Let's see. That was General, oh, General Larson. Larson. Thank you. General Larson. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate that. 13 months. Thank you for hanging with us. 13 months of torture. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> what was I going to tell you? Um, the, yeah, fast card. That's what I just, when I said before we get started, that's what I was going to talk about. Thanks. Um, he, I know there's a little bit of delay there. Um, as you guys know, on the screen today, uh, you see St. Jude play live. Uh, we are going to be doing a new campaign for St. Jude. We did one, uh, two years ago, three years ago when we did our fundraiser, and we did the uh, rebroadcast, the radio rebroadcast of the War of the Worlds. And we raised $1,800 that year. Our goal was 2000 so we were just short a little bit, but you guys came through and delivered, especially yeah, because it was, it was a one hour broadcast. And you guys- Yeah, just one hour. Yeah, you guys hit the mark. You killed it. Yeah, within one, one hour, we hit $1,800 that we were able to give toward them. And so, this year we wanted to get back in with St. Jude Ender uh, from Star, Star Jump Ender from Star Jump Station had reached out to me at the beginning of the year asking about us getting into a campaign, but we had already started a, care, a charity campaign uh, for Luciana Noir's daughter back then. And so I wanted to kind of put a little break in. I didn't want to go from one campaign to the next. So we are picking up this new campaign. It is the St. Jude Challenge uh, and it is called Play Live. Now, what's so different about this particular one? Well, it's much more ambitious. Uh, we did uh, $2,000 that year. This year, we're actually shooting for a higher number of $10,000. Now, we're not trying to raise that in one hour, Cal Roddy. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, looking to raise that money over several months. 
culmin- right, right. culminating with CitizenCon. Okay, so that's yeah. the weekend of October twenty second. So, what we're looking to do is raise that money, and this is what we've done. We've created some tiers, some goals, some milestones for you guys too, so that you can benefit from this process of us raising this money. So, if you look at the very top of the screen. Uh, upper left, you will see a bar that is live. We just started this on Thursday. Fast Cart kicked us off on Thursday, June the 1st. And then we had another one on yesterday when I was on for Soul Voices. And today we're doing it on Soul Citizens. We're going to be doing it on all of our shows throughout the, the several weeks and months. So what we want you guys to do is uh, there's a link that pops up. There's a barcode on the screen, bottom left. You can see that link, that, that barcode is going to be there. You can check it out. But we really want you to consider donating. I'm going to show you a quick video. And then I'm going to come back and talk to you about some of the prizes and stuff that we're going to be doing in relation to this. So check this out. Okay, here we go. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and YouTube are teaming up to help end childhood cancer. In September, supporters from across the nation come together during Childhood Cancer Awareness Month to raise money for the kids of St. Jude. And that's when YouTube gamers will be posting videos and live streaming to raise funds to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because all a family should worry about is helping their child live. Money Raise also supports the research that leads to groundbreaking medical discoveries that St. Jude freely shares around the globe. I can only imagine as a parent the relief that they feel when someone like St. Jude steps in. I think it's a really good lesson for us to realize that we need to do more and we can do more. It is a huge step in the right direction a huge step in helping just people and giving back. It's all for good. And we have a responsibility, a social responsibility to help out. Find your favorite video or live stream during St. Jude Play Live on YouTube for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month and donate to this amazing cause. Your support will help St. Jude further its incredible mission. Finding cures, saving children. Let's end childhood cancer together. Now, for some of you, you may not know much about St. Jude. Some of you have seen St. Jude before, so you know what it's all about. It's about helping kids and families. Uh, Even though they have Cancer Awareness Month, we are extending this out over a period of time. So we want you to be able to give some consideration to giving to this worthy cause. So we are already, Cal Roddy, at $335. Dollars already just since Thursday. Since Thursday, we have already gotten there. And I want to tell you guys what the benefits are to doing this. First off, we're going to be doing a soul citizen soul gift package that we're going to give away when we hit the $500 mark. We're going to incrementally make it better and better, right? So for 500 bucks, there's going to be a giveaway that day. We're going to do, uh, we're going to give away a soul citizens water bottle, four tumblers, four glasses, four shot glasses, okay? And we're going to give away some t- a t shirt and a hat. All that's going to be included in that package. You get, all that? Yes, Ooh. yes, they can they can look just like you, Cal Roddy. They'll be dressed up, totally sold out. Yeah. Okay. Get it sold out? <laughs> yeah, okay. So they're going to be sold out. All right. I should have saved that for Fast Cart, yeah, right? Band, I, fast, yeah, I should have looked at Fast Cart. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be using that now because that was pretty bad. Um, so that's what we're going to do at the $500 mark, okay? Uh, at the $1,000 mark, we're going to give away a, RS, a, a CIG chairman's club package that's going to be the chairman's club hat the executive polo the messenger bag the journal the key ring you're going to get all that 
I was trying to fly. I was trying to buy those like shot glasses and stuff that said that they had, but it's hard to catch that sucker. So I can't guarantee that that's going to be available, but we'll see. You never know. Maybe we'll throw it in. We'll see. Okay. Um, That's at the $1,000 mark. At the $2,000 mark, we're going to be giving away one of those really cool UEE Navy field jackets. We gave one away a while back. Oh, yeah. We're going to give that away, plus the UEE Naval cap at $2,000. At the $3,000 mark, get ready, Cal Roddy, because this is going to include all of us. We're going to do a 12-hour live stream. Oh, I'm excited. 12-hour okay. live stream featuring chaos. Yep, gameplay, uh, talking, special guests coming on board with us at the $3,000 mark. Uh, at the $5,000 mark, we're going to give away a Banu Merchantman. A Banu ooh, Merchantman ooh, ooh. will be given away at the, at the, at the $5,000 mark. And at the $7,500 mark, oh, Kel Roddy, give it to me. Give it to me. We're going to give away a Origin 890 jump. Y'all are hearing these, right? Okay. Donate to send you guys. Origin 890 jump. And then if we hit 10,000 by CitizenCon, that's Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's Sunday. CitizenCon weekend. We're going to give away an Endeavor Master Set. For that. Oh. Okay. So. Whew, that is exciting. So. We need your support and your help, and so do the kids. So we want you guys to just yes. take some time, take a look at it, donate, you know, if your heart lends yourself to it, because it's a very, very, very faithful, faithful thing. It yeah, is, it, it is. feels like like scope creep. Yeah, it is scope creep. We're creeping, <laughs> we're creeping those dollars up. That's exactly oh, what we yeah. are doing. Oh, All yeah. right, so yeah, that's going to be the deal. All right, so that's what we want to let you guys know. So the barcode's there, information's there. I'll probably take another station break about halfway through and talk about it. Uh, but for now, we're going to go ahead and jump into the show and start talking about our stuff. So let's uh Certainly. Let's Thanks, Malkieri. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, Malkieri. Kicking us off. Beautiful. All right. Um, let's get into it, dude, because um, we got a lot of ground to cover. You yeah. know, one of the things, Cal Roddy, that surprised me was that people kind of thought that, um, what? how am I trying to say this? They thought that this patch wasn't going to have a lot in it. Does that make sense? 319? I, I can I don't see that. making sense. You know, people... I can see that. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it was mainly because we were trying to just overcome 318. And I, I think most of the expectations came from, okay, maybe it's just going to be improvements. Yeah. It was a mixture, perhaps, Ooh, of, you know, being tired. Oh. I got to put your camera there. Yeah, I don't have your camera in there. I'm a ghost. Oh, 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 oh. You know what happened when you took that break? I zoned out, so I should. Oh you. yeah, that yeah, my, yeah. My apologies. Go ahead. We'll keep yeah, talking. I, all right. Yeah. So I had to change guys. So I had to take the camera off. You know. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and I think it was a mixture of um, you know, being tired and and pretty much um, kind of just expecting there to only be improvements. I think mainly people just wanted improvements or stability from the 18. So I don't think we were really necessarily expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, new things per se, or a lot of new things for 319. Yeah. Uh, it was just mainly we we're just craving that stability. Yeah. I mean, we kind of expected a few things, right? Like Loreville. Mm-hmm. We knew Loreville was yeah. coming because they had talked about yeah. that a lot earlier. They did. New player experience, we knew. And of course, PES mm-hmm. was kicking off from 318. So those were the things yeah. that we kind of knew. But yeah. again, uh, when you start going down the patch notes, you start saying, whoa, there's a lot of stuff they did here. In fact, there are 15 things that we're going to go through today yeah. uh, in relation to what really did come out with this yeah. patch. So um, maybe there's some stuff that you don't even pay, you didn't pay attention to or you didn't notice in the patch notes. Mm. 
I feel good. Thank you, FastCard, for that sub. We appreciate Ooh. that, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and start making our way. Out. Yeah, we're going to start making our way down the, the list here. And since we already mentioned it, let's talk about the first one. Uh, the Lorville Cityscape. Yes. Uh, major rework of the Lorville skyline to better fit the scale of the city and its distinctive buildings. The goal is to create the visual identity for high-end, low-end, and generic branding of the city skyline and add navigational signage around the landing zone. Uh, what they did, they added, updated the volumetric atmosphere and clouds to R-Corp and Hurston. Performance polish pass for atmosphere and clouds, which we know. <clears throat> Moved the location of Area 18's ASOP terminals closer to the hangar elevators. And they updated, that was surprising. Yep, and they updated... Uh, building block shops UI for Cassaba, Dumpers Depot, uh, with specific styles and stuff. There's more when you when you do the drop downs, you can break down stuff more to get more specific about what you're shopping for, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Lorville first, and then we'll hit those items down there. What was your feelings about the whole Lorville expansion? What you saw, what you liked, whatever you want to share. First thing that actually, um, you know, um, came to me was how low the clouds were, and or rather how much more i had a feeling of being oppressed mm. by those clouds mm. and i loved it because mainly because of the design of what lowville was intended to be based on if you know remember the lore or understand the working conditions hearst mm -hmm. etc and you know at night it's beautiful yeah. beautiful so imagine someone you know coming coming to lowville for the very first time um and they're saying okay i'm gonna make this my home yeah. And then they come in at night and they're loving the lights, man. They're loving the conditions. And then yeah. maybe the next day when they log back into the game, it's daytime. And they're like, what did I just enter? And that contrast, they yeah. did a beautiful job with that contrast. Yeah. It was just spectacular. You know, I wish Colossal was here, right? Because, you know, that's his home, right? Yeah, it is. He has sucked up everything about Lorville. But there was stuff he shared with me. And as much as I've read the lore, he really has gone deep into it. Right? Yeah, he has. And I didn't connect some of the things that we see visually to what the lore of Loreville is. Like we already know right. about the Hurstons. We know basically these guys are just, you know, workers, workers, slave drivers. They don't care about the people, right? Yep. But with Cal and, and he said it in this description where it says, the goal is to create a visual identity for the high end, low end and generic mm. branding of the skyline. And Colossus yeah. said this to me because you mentioned about how it looks at night. And you can you see it at night more than day. But yeah. when you're near the Hurston building, that's where the wealth of Lorville is. All the <clears> buildings <throat> there are yeah. the wealthy people, not just the not just the Hurston building, but any of those buildings that you see that are illuminated with gold, yeah. uh, the gold striping, the lighting. Oh yeah. That's basically where the one percenters live, for lack of a better term, right? Pretty much. The, the wealthy people live there. As you branch out further, which we didn't have before the expansion, because we didn't mm -hmm. have these areas, we had that little outlying area. But now yeah. there are fingers that spread out similar to like Orison. And what Colossal said is that the further you go out, that's where the working class people are. And so when you start getting out to the funkier areas where you get those big refinery bins that are fired up and stuff, that's the everyday person's, you know, uh, yeah. place of where they reside. So, yeah. you know, thinking about that in relation to gameplay later on, you know, what part of town do you need to go to? And if you notice, I know, I'm sure you did. Did you notice like some of those places have other landing zones in them, landing pads? Yeah, yeah I stuff? did. I did. 
they're they're definitely making it ready for the whole building interiors and kind of expanding that for the more procedural generation of those locations yes i love it yes so you know understanding the lore and understanding why it's laid out the way it is it's not just and we say this all the time on the show right usually when cig puts something in in fact brian chambers came to one of our virtual of our citizens and said if it's in the game it's going to have some type of meaning or significance it's not just you know there for decoration right so exactly. to know that Lorville is not just going to be about, you know, the central bus- business district, you know, or, you know, the, the um, what's the area called where you go to me- me- Metro, Metro, yeah. whatever it's called, you know, that Metro station. Yeah. All that stuff Metro, yeah. is going to be significant because, you know, we've got those other train stations in Metro station, really? but, they, but we can't access them. Right. No, but no, now we no. see the rail system that's in there. Now we see how that all leads out to other parts of the city. So like you said, they're setting it up now for us being able to take missions in those areas. I'm hoping Calrati. Yeah. I know this is ambitious, but we know we talked about residences, right? I wouldn't, I would not mind if we could rent spaces in buildings, you know, rent those, where those landing pads are and stuff out there. Yeah. I could rent my apartment there. And that means I could spawn my ship there versus necessarily going to the spaceport. Maybe the spaceport's great when I want to get into the inner city. But when I want to go to my place, right, or my friends want to come directly to my place, I've got a landing zone right out there outside of my hab, we know, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah. Uh, or uh, orgs. Uh, what about orgs? Org offices. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's too overly ambitious, at least based on what we understand about persistent habs. Mm-hmm. Um, in, um, in addition to not everybody owns a pioneer, not every org has a pioneer, or not every org has, you know, the, the, the finances to finance a, a pioneer to have mm-hmm. their own personal basis. So, you know, issuing these locations, maybe to pay a rental fee um, through an org. Mm. Um, so that the org can occupy that that location using persistent habs because who knows persistent habs can kind of umbrella um you know persistent rooms because sure. maybe the whole idea of persistent habs may not just be for habitation modules you know yeah, yeah. so could be a possibility you know when we bought our ships we you know we got the quote-unquote hangar modules right yeah um yeah and we still don't know how that's going to work out i mean i get it for spaceports and stuff but I really hope they do allow us, I mean, for me, and I'm a role player. So for people yeah. who aren't role players, they may not care about it, but I like having a space that I call mine. You know what I mean? That it's actually yeah. mine. I mean, it's, it's very cool now when we go to Hangar, we all meet up, I say, hey, go to Hangar 7, and we all can go there, right? But it would yeah. be also so cool when you came to that Hangar, you see all of my loot, or you see my, you know, my other things I've collected in the verse. And we know CIG said they're going to do that, but yeah. I would love to see it where I pay a monthly, I don't know, maybe I got to pay 10,000 a month, you know, credits, you know, right. and, and, and maybe the more I pay, if I want to live into the ritzier part of the city, maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars a month, you know, whatever, I don't know, but I would love to see them expand it, not just gameplay, but we can actually have spaces in the game where we could reside and live. But, uh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Because it's another reason why I'm, I'm waiting, uh, really looking forward to, um, persistent hangers. It, it, it won't be the personal hangers, but at least with that, we'll, we'll have some kind of continuity. Um, in terms of how we manage our, ha- our hangers, maybe with our ships and what can be um, ex- existing there until we get those personal hangers later on. Good point. How did you feel about the new signage and stuff that they put up in the city? 
Oh, that was actually a really good improvement. Um, I haven't personally looked at the new signage for Lorville, mm -hmm. but I definitely looked at it for Area 18. For the, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, um, uh, yes. especially for the next point that we're going to talk about soon, which is new player experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that they did a really good job. I think they learned a good bit from Siege of Orison, where they had those maps. Yes. And those cues, all those things, I think they were able to apply it relatively effectively. And of course, you know, it's the first improvement after some time, but I think, you know, they're going to get better and better, um, you know, as, as, as time progresses. Yeah. It was also good timing because of Invictus, right? It, it was oh, with, with yeah, the new player experience being introduced, it gave an opportunity there because I think we kind of take it for granted. If, if you've been in Star Citizen any length of time, you can learning, learning Star Citizen is kind of like, you know, the old thing of throwing your kid in the lake and say, learn how to swim, right? <laughs> yeah. And so... We kind of take it for granted because we, you know, when we, we, you know, at first we only had one landing zone, so it was easy to absorb that. By the time yeah. we got our second landing zone, we kind of had the first landing zone in our head, so now we're learning the second one, right? Mm. But for people coming in now, there's four landing zones, and trying to absorb all that plus stations and everything else could be overwhelming. At first, I kind of thought, you know, I was kind of being like that old guy, like, get off my lawn. Like, ah, they can learn it. We had, we had to learn it. Why should we make it easy for them? Yeah, you back know? in our day, we didn't right. have all we didn't have so, all these signs back in the day. We, you know, we looked at the ground and saw the shadow of the sun and we knew which way to go, you know, but you know, I, I do like what they did and it's intuitive. It's easier to find stuff, even though there were signs back in the day. I mean, there was stuff on the yeah. walls telling you where to go, but I think that yeah. players, not players, I think game developers had gotten so lazy to handhold people that people's people no longer looked at their environment to give them clues as to where to go. They looked for some, you know, obvious something. And I'm glad yeah. that they are using physical things in the game to help you figure out where to go, you know, which is- Yeah, cool. honestly, Griff, you just gave me goosebumps there because, you know, ever since then, I think that's, you, you hit the nail on the head there, um, especially with taking the time to put in the signage. And I remember when I was playing with um, another friend of mine, I first gave him um, uh, the package. Currently, he's still waiting until Sarge is more developed. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't believe that they actually integrated the signage into the game. He was more looking for, you know, something that, you know, was more holographic and such, and or, you know, holographic arrows and, uh, and everything. So mm -hmm. um, he was, you know, he was quite impressed. And it, it still is really impressive that they're, you know, blending all of these things into the game yeah. to make it as blended in. Yeah. Speaking of blending... If you hadn't played the game in a while and you came in, there was a performance polish for yeah. atmosphere and clouds. And you started out talking about atmosphere with going into Lorville. Yes. I think the first time I flew into Lorville, it was night, which was which sucked royally. Um, <laughs> because I came in on one of those nights where there was not only cloud cover, but there was a lot of the heavy density below oh, it. And yeah. so I had to, I literally flew by intuition and kind of said, okay, I know it's in front of me. Let me just yeah. go until I pierce the clouds. And yeah. when I, and I couldn't see it. I couldn't, there was no visual cues. It, it was literally so many clouds that even with the lit up city, it wasn't penetrating that upper layer mm. of clouds. When yeah. I came through and as things started to, then you get the mist and water hitting you. Then right. as you're coming yeah. through, you start to see the outline. Now what freaked me out was I didn't realize they had put all those freaking high rises in there. And so <laughs> if you're not paying attention and you're thinking about the old Lorville, you will end up hitting mm -hmm. an antenna, maybe slamming into a building, a whole bunch of other stuff that, you know, if you're not expecting it, can be out there yeah. in front of you. Yeah. By yeah. the way, did you notice on some of those high-rise buildings in the nicer part of town, 
There are arboretums up there to provide fresh air for the residents. Oh, really? I Look at the rooftops those. there. You will see full garden rooftops. They're enclosed. Oh. They're in glass. They're in glass. Right, right, right. And, I, and I'm like, wow, that is so tripped out. They're going to provide fresh oxygen for the people who live in these buildings, you know, but everybody else has got to wear a freaking bag on their head living out <laughs> at the other places, right? Yeah, cool. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get some submissions and, you know, we're part of the worker force and we know we know how resource management isn't only going to be tied to ships but buildings for protests we may be given a mission to just you know shut all those things down yes yeah for the people man yes yes well i will tell you if you have if you guys haven't done it uh definitely drop in uh and take a look and you will see at the top of many of the high rises that they have put in arboretums for uh, and i'm assuming that that's the only reason why i would think there's there because because they're out there picking fruit uh, it's out there so that these people can get fresh air while uh, the rest of us, uh, you know, lower life buy oxygen. people, yeah, we have to go buy, <laughs> we have to go buy our air. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we got Colossal joining us. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, speaking of buying air. Oh, yeah. See, I, we, we spoke him up <laughs> since we went back to talk about Lorville. He shows up, right? He shows up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Quality is on. Yeah. On fire. <laughs> yeah. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Let's, and we were just getting to the point there, Colossal, in, in uh, the first part where we were talking about the performance pass with atmosphere and clouds. And that's why we were talking about Lorville, how we saw that um, Calrati opened up talking about the density in the city now. And you even talked to me about a lot of the atmospherics with the chimneys and all that other stuff. Why don't you talk about a little bit about that? Because you, you, Lorville is your house. So I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, Lord. hey Jade, how you doing? Hey guys, uh, you know, sorry for my my lateness. Colossal tends to do that with a with with style, but um, <laughs> um, but Lorville um is uh I love Lorville because of all the lore that they have in it. So pushing that to the side, the things that they've done, the changes that they've done uh, with Lorville to me has been amazing. Not only just this, you know, the skyline and and moving things out as far as the factory and things like that, but the one thing that people tend to miss a lot of the times is Lord, uh, Hurston is supposed to be a polluted place. Um, you know, the air quality is not supposed to be good at all. Um, or, or, well, it, at least to the point to where people are wearing freaking airbags in, in their heads to the point. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, Chris Roberts, in terms of his technicalities, is starting to implement that. And I think you're seeing that because um, flying with Griff over the weekend, uh, you saw some points where the cloud was there and it was covering the CBD, which is the central business district. Uh, it would cover the top part of it. And then there were some, some, some times where it wasn't covering the top part at all and there was no cloud in the area. Mm -hmm. But at night, if you travel at night, they put a lot of lighting in. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look down there just in front of the CBD, you see a lot of, I would say, some people may say mist. Mm -hmm. uh, but you see, I think what could be a lot of fog um in terms of the quality of air and when day comes up you can really see sometimes that it really starts to hit you i think that chris roberts is, is finally implementing that type of technology where hurston is not going to be like microtech mm -hmm. it's not going to be like a crusader um hurston is a place where the quality of of air is not going to be good and at times that sign is going to cut on and say air quality is good you can take off your masks Mm. Or that sign may come on and say air quality is bad. Yeah. Put, put your put your mask back on again. Mm. And I, 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 if you look in that, you can see 
elements of that in the game. That's what I'm assuming because I can clearly see the difference. Yeah. So, uh, in, on, on her stuff. Yeah, because the monitors, like you said, not only do you have the atmospheric thing built into your Moby glass, but they literally have the different boards around the city when you're walking around, yeah. telling you what the chemical content is in the air at that time. So you're right. I didn't think about, you know, them actually making it where you actually. I don't mean just not pay attention, but like you said, maybe they're good day, good air days, bad air days, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm curious to see how that, you know, how it really impacts us. Cause right now everybody can walk around with their flight suit on and a helmet, mm. but that's the easy thing, right? So what's going to be the thing later on that says, maybe you can't do that. Maybe that's not the way you function around there. Maybe the reality of it is, I don't know. We'll have to figure out what they're going to do because inventory is going to be a big thing, right? Uh, yeah. at some point, all this stuff we're carrying around with us, Ow, Charles DC. Thank you. Thank you so much for that follow. Thank you. Uh, or the subscription rather. Thank you for the sub. Um, we're not gonna be able to carry all this stuff around with you later on. You know what I mean? We've gotten kind of spoiled with that carrying stuff around stuff. They, you're going to get weighted down and you're going to have a maximum of what you can carry. So I don't know. Yeah. we'll see. His divine shadow says the air is fine. You'll get used to it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. <laughs> You'll get used to it. You know, spare yeah, your love. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know. Well, Colossal talked about <laughs> talked about Hurston. Our corp is my home, and I will tell you, even though Orison is beautiful with its oranges and hues and violets, to see a nice blue sky at our corp was refreshing. Have Plus, you seen those clouds? Layers, that's what I mean. Layers of clay. And they're layered too. It's not just this one layer. There's a, sometimes there are tops and bottoms. When you fly through it, it just looks great. And I love it. So I'm so happy that they finally have brought that cloud tech that they, you know, we started out at at um at um Orison. They shifted it over to Hurston. Hurston's look better too. They've improved Hurston's just as much. Yeah. So, yeah. but Hurston's got way more atmosphere. So our corp gets that same hazy days, but it's more of a hazy day because of cloud coverage more than because of bad oxygen. Um, yeah. So I like the distinctiveness of each of these places with what they've done with the atmosphere. Um, move location areas of the ASOP terminals at area 18. Everybody's pretty happy with that. Uh, they're much closer to the elevators now. You can go right there. There's more monitors there as well. Uh, so people seem to be pretty happy. That's just a quality of life kind of thing. Uh, and then talking about building blocks, the, uh, the, the more improved kiosks at Cassaba dumpers depot. Uh, you can, you can select things easier. You can be more specific about what you want. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to Cassaba because their background for their UI is white and you can clearly see, uh, the clothing, uh, on, yeah, their, yeah. on their, on their, on their kiosk. Yeah, but you can't you read the drop down sometimes. It's so bright. I'm like, oh my God, turn the light uh, I mean, down. So I, I haven't had that much, you know, oh. problems, so, okay. I mean, but. But I mean, there's a clear difference between between yes. the kiosk over there at Cassava versus yes. the uh, the ASOP terminals when you see the all black background mm -hmm. and, and and the figures are kind of you know you got you got to kind of scroll through the things a little bit for the figures to show up or you got to press one to see it all pop up at one yeah. time. So there's a couple of bug fixes that they got they got they got to do. But I would implore CIG to you know maybe move away from the black back, uh, background or give else. customers the chance to, the choice to change between a black or white background no different than what you see on twitch or youtube when they ask you to change between a, a night view or a day view well you know something right? you just touched on colossal not just that from the black versus white but now 
every vendor has its own distinctive kiosk, right? They've got right. their own logo up there. You know, you can just look at the, you know, instead of, instead of just words, but they've created designs for cassava. It is a theme, I should say. Maybe that's a better word. Each one has its own theme, which I think is really nice, no matter where you go to Platinum Bay, whatever. So those little touches of quality of life and animations, and because there's animations on there now in the graphics, I'm really digging that a lot. Digging that a lot. Yeah. Um, let's go to new player experience. Colossal, would you mind reading that one for us? New player experience number two. All right. So the new player experience, give me a second to pull it up. Uh, new player experience here. Where are we at? Yeah, number two player. Okay, a new mm -hmm. player experience. Uh, an initiative for improving the initial first 30 minutes gameplay experience, which will help players understand the context of the world and introduce them to some of Star Citizen's basic features. This update focuses on the experiences in Area 18 and Virginia Point. As players enter the main menu to join the universe, they will be prompted with the option to join as normal or accept the new player experience. Mission chain, which uh, except new player experience, mission chain, which will set their spawn to area 18 and begin a walkthrough. Being the NPE, we are going uh, to leave the details off to give you all the information on doing this as close to a new player as possible without information. Um, I'm really happy this is in because that squashes some of the people who recently put out posts saying that there's no tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that I mean, obviously they didn't play the NPE, and the NPE has been uh, being worked on. I, you know, I, I I got some ideas and suggestions, but I'll let you go ahead and and continue on with that before I go ahead and introduce that. Yeah, Calrati, you you got anything about the new player experience? Yeah, the only concern that I had, which I haven't seen much complaints on, or maybe there are, and I just haven't seen them yet, mm -hmm. was the um, with the early worries about how integrated the new player experience is within the universe. Tr traditionally, for traditional MMORPGs, you would have you know these kind of tutorials away from even you know even if the um, the actual environment is a PvP or where you're free to shoot everybody. Yeah, but w with this, you know, they actually integrated it, especially into the environment, especially where you know you or new player as a Pisces is going toward um, for Tresla, and you either have the the you know the possibility of being shot at, killed, uh, or even accidentally committing a crime. But I think um, you know uh, we'll have to see you know eventually where they go with it, and if they continue to choose to leave it in, I think it's. It's a good challenge to see how well they could um, keep it integrated and, and ingrained within the actual world itself, rather than separated. I mean, I, I, I've seen suggestions, some very reasonable suggestions, where um, persons would suggest that you take it away and you possibly instance the tutorial. But um, doing this in the game can possibly give them the ideas for improvements if they really choose to keep it integrated into the environment, into the live environment. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, um, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm I'm very curious as, to see if the you know where they're gonna go with it, what kind of improvements they're going to make, mm -hmm. and um, if it's because not many players have been too many pests to the new players. I personally haven't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you know, if there'll be a spike, and occasionally they'll see, okay, we may need to change around a few things. So mm. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm hoping, I, I, you know, 30-minute tutorials, a lengthy bit of time, roughly. Um, 
because I, you know, I don't know too many games where I do a tutorial and it takes me 30 minutes to get through it, you know? Um, and I know that's like roughly what it is. I, I almost wish they would eventually break it down a little bit more to, well, first of all, let's go back. This is not the first tutorial CIG has done for the game. There was another in-game tutorial years and years ago that was more based upon getting you in your ship, getting you up for flight. Uh, you, you basically came into the game. There was a, a, a colonel there that you talked to. He got in his Gladius, you got in your Gladius. You were inside of an asteroid um, landing zone. He would tell you, he, you'd watch him. He'd take off his ship. He'd strafe forward, strafe to the right. Then he'd strafe up and out, call for clearance and leave. Then you had to do the same thing behind him. Once you got outside the asteroid, you had to follow him. That was back when we had that command. Remember that chase command that you used to have? It was like follow yeah. or whatever. And you would fly around match, some stuff, match, mm -hmm. match speed or whatever yeah. it was, you mm -hmm. would lock on. So they, they had that before, but you know, the game was transitioning. It was going through changes and then of course, trying to update things. This was way back when. Ow, Kaizen, thank you so much for the sub, buddy. We appreciate you. Um, so yeah, go ahead. so I, I guess if in addition to all that, I mean, um, I mean, some of the things that I, that I spotted, I know sometimes, you know, people, groups or companies want to go ahead and and invent new things but sometimes there's an old, there's an old saying that that's if it's not broken don't fix it mm -hmm. and there, there are other games out there that do very very well with tutorials i'm fine with a 30 minute tutorial mm -hmm. but i'm also fine with people having the option not to go through it well that's what um, i was getting ready to say it, go right. ahead I mean, because that's, that's where i was going to go go ahead go ahead right i i i think that's uh, you know that would be a nice little consensus if um because you do see that they do allow you at the beginning right to hey, skip if it. you want to skip the tutorial or right. if you want to go through it right. now most times you don't see that um until you get into the into game, the game. Mm -hmm. uh, right and sometimes they'll sit there and say hey if you want to go through this the, you know they, they will give you an option in 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 the game right i think they can they can go ahead and and make that happen but i also think they should make that happen along with reputation um, I think they 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 should start off with that to allow people to start guarding reputation just by learning the oh, basics. Just from learning that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that that would be that be a great way to learn reputation. Wherever you are, you're gaining reputation not only just for that, but you're gaining reputation in the system that you're in that you decide to stay in for that. Um, and and it, go ahead, Griff. No, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say what I was going to suggest with that tutorial part was that when I was talking about the thirty minutes, what I was going to mm -hmm. say, I wish they would break it down into like four or five categories, like leaving your hab, you know. Um, finding a spaceport, you know, taking off something that you could, you know, when, if you decide to select a tutorial, you could either ask for us, but and you could go back to it if necessary, as you would just click on that and just learn that dynamic. Or as you said, just go through the thing, one, two, three, four, you know, I just wish right. that you weren't forced to do all of it. If you didn't want to, maybe I just need a refresher. Maybe I just don't remember how to get out. I could just click on that and that would be it. But that's the only thing I was going to say as an option. That's so awesome. CIG, so that so maybe I mean we have a journal, right? So mm -hmm. you have a journal, and you got a place where you go mm -hmm. ahead and look up your food. You and can go like there, that. yeah. So maybe they can put it in journal, in journal. where you got a series of steps that you can either go through or click skip, on it. That's good. right? And mm -hmm. and click on it. And my my suggestion to be for it to be a little bit more intuitive, uh, instead of just having it pop up like you like you do it on, for a mission. Mm -hmm. Use the Moby glass. I, yeah. I, I I think a a little screen should pop up if you got a helmet on. The screen should pop mm -hmm. up on the, that right hand side with the UI saying, "Hey, let's go ahead and go through it." And she or he should that figure should pop up whenever you're finished one finishing one point or just to remind you, "Hey, you still haven't done this." Right. You know, they, it it should be more intuitive with the with 
with the system that they already have. It keeps it immersive within the of, game. Mm -hmm. it keep, right, it keeps the immersive going. It keeps you in your Moby Glass. You start mm -hmm. to use your Moby Glass for that for, for first time users yeah. on that one. And then all of a sudden you got a, you got a nice little pretty face, whether it be a male or a female, to go ahead and just look at mm -hmm. and guide you through the whole entire thing. That's so good. like a, like a Royal Dually or things like that, something, yeah. a Tessa, uh, a, yeah. a what, what have you. That's a good you idea. Know? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. Other than new player experience, um, let's talk about FPS AI combat balance. Uh, with 3.19 comes a quality of life overhaul of FPS AI accuracy and behavior. This is intended to make AI feel a bit more realistic, lifelike, and in some ways more forgiving without, without pinpoint deadly accuracy at all times, which is something that has caused many of us frustration uh, while clearing out baddies from underground facilities. <clears throat> NPCs should now have a better range of accuracy modifiers, which will ramp up accuracy based on many factors like seeing and losing sight of the target, how long the enemy sees its target after regaining sight on them, mercy times to assess how much of a threat the target is, and their loadouts. This also implements firing duration and cooldown for rapid fire and other checks with mercy timers and adjust accuracy when determining if a player is a threat or not. Now. I'm going to say, I ain't seen these jokers less merciful as far as I'm concerned. If you get in a good server, if you get in a good server, you know, these guys are pretty rough. I don't know how what you guys experience is, but you know, I'm not a greatest FPS person, but I'm pretty decent, but I know I stuck. Now I will say this, this was in 318, not in 319. I went in a bunker once, you know how you come down the bunker, you come off the elevator, you make the right turn and there's like the, the, the shelf with the boxes, right? So that's my normal spot. I jump in there, I sit. I did this, pow, that was it. Boom, I went down. <laughs> it was that quick. It was literally that quick. I'm like, no, nah, you know, and I saw the guy was over there, but man, he popped me before I could pull back. So I don't know, have you guys seen balancing and does it feel different to you? Does it feel like, they, I will say this, they don't come over and pop you like they used to. Yeah. They used to come, yeah. they used to kill you. If they popped you, they walk over there and kill you. I haven't had that happen. So maybe that was the pullback. I mean, maybe we should fill everybody in. You know, not everybody walks in there in a white light. Oh, uh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Not all of us <laughs> runs around with a big old meg suit of armor on either. You know what I mean? So anyway, go ahead. I mean, so... I mean, I don't know. I, 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 they've been improving um, a lot with FPS. Yes, it has gotten better when they come around the corner or if they see you and things like that. There are still, still things to be desired, like, um, you know, tracking or, you know, guns. I mean, bullet shooting through walls or things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, there's some major improvements through FPS. I normally don't do FPS a lot when it comes to that because I want to keep my sanity, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, you know. I was playing Diablo over the weekend and I went hardcore mode mm -hmm. and I got level 12 in the first couple of minutes of the game and died and lost everything. Yeah. Everything Ooh, when you're doing do hardcore. And then I went again and did level eight. So at it folks, eight, 12, where should I have been? Right? <laughs> I should have been at level 20. Died again at, at, at eight in hardcore. And I said, screw it. So I went back to the normal mode so I can at least keep my progression. Um, you know, and so there, what I'm saying is, when they fix that part, when instead of players getting shot through walls and things like that, and we see in other games, there are other games that are out there where players get accidentally shot through walls too. Um, uh, it, it would it would feel a lot better. I'm I'm still waiting for that that kick to come in, but 
from what they've had in the past 10 years they're they're making um some nice balancing improvements it would be great if you can flip over um uh you know jump over uh, uh you know desks or things like that yeah that's for, something for i missed i missed the vaulting stuff i don't know yeah. what happened with that i missed that because that did make a big difference i will say the ai i've gotten pretty smart in some cases sometimes they're still dumb it does depend on your frame rate you know, your ping rate and everything else on how accurate they are. And, you know, sometimes you can go in, it's no brainer. And then there are other times where they're a little bit sharper. They're not like extremely difficult to do, but they can be challenging from time to time when you go in. It just depends. Uh, yeah, the, the, the voting is not consistent, Jay. I mean, there are a couple of things that you can vote over, but obviously the climbing mechanics needs to be in, in game. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, there's a couple of things you can, you can climb, but there are some games out there you can climb almost everything. So I'm just looking yeah. for that type of yeah. gameplay. Full vaulting, yeah. It would be great yeah. when it gets to the end. Okay, let's hit the next one here. Uh, Calrati, I'll put this one on you. Yeah, sure. So number four, new missions, salvage this new contract called the salvage resource right where a faction or mission giver requests the scrap the scrapping of a derelict or husk in their possession either on the ground at a junkyard or in space in a debris field players accepting the mission are tasked to, to scrap the derelict to the best of their ability and sell the rcm to a shop once the player is finished with the scrapping of the derelict they can complete the mission in their mobile class. This mission will have three vari variations. Lawful. A lawful mission giver a lawful a lawful mission giver or organization requests the scrapping of a derelict. The location is secured by the by the organization with orbital sentries or centurions. Lawless. Mission giver requests the scrapping of a derelict. The location is not secured in any way. Risk of being raided by pirates is present. And finally, thirdly, Unlawful. An unlawful mission giver or organization asks for the salvage of a recent battle which is not accessible to civilians or cordoned off. The location is secured by hostile orbital sentries or centurions. So three variations. Mm -hmm. I have not done these yet. I don't know if you guys have. And I, I did salvaging like crazy when it was out in the PTU, but I haven't taken on any of these missions. Uh, and I, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say I did the lawful one, okay. um, but I'm kind of waiting um, to do the the lawless and on and on law. I I'm kind of um, I'm kind of staying away from life of crime just for a week for for certain reasons. Are, are these so... are these profitable? I mean, are you getting paid well on these or 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 no? Do you know? Um, so I would say, uh, and I know um, Costa could, could definitely give impact um, his his um, his opinion thereafter. Um, I would say. At least you know where the location is so you don't have to spend time looking, looking for it okay yeah yeah so it has its own of course you have to purchase and everything um the the location mm -hmm. uh, and then of course you have the 30ks and those things which of course mm -hmm. they're resolving gradually but um outside of those i would say they have the advantages versus the non-value at a time of just going out and looking for a scrap heap unless you're with um, a party or someone else who's doing missions and you know from those missions um you get the actual generated husks already mm. from you know them destroying the npcs okay also you got anything yeah. about these yeah carry made some good points i have played the lawful and the lawless i have not played the unlawful yet and yes fast cart i i, I am uh, i have a lot of sanity <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, 
so I, I played this when it first when they first retweeted the new salvage system mm -hmm. and when they brought it out that's when i went ahead and that, that very first day when they brought it out i went ahead and jumped in a uh, a vulcan and went out there and did both the lawful and the lawless okay and, and there's a lot of uh you know lawful you're in a secured area blah 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 lawless i, I it, it was not so secure obviously um you know you, you're a little bit mm -hmm. further out of a, of a rest stop okay. um and, and it just happened to be that there were some uh you know bad guys that came out there and i had to shoot them in my vulcan that was the default out uh, the outfit of the, the default equipment so um but that was fun i've never gotten a chance to go ahead and finish the mission just like karate said there were a lot of our you know, a lot of the 30Ks just kept popping in, so I never really got a chance to enjoy um, uh, the full Savage gameplay. So maybe somebody in the chat can go ahead and chime in on that and let us know how that it is. But I'm looking forward to it. The one thing that I I, sh I am looking forward to do, Karate, I think you might see a smile in this, is the unlawful aspect, because I haven't done so. You know, I'm really good friends with uh, the Hurstons and uh, the Clasher Rehabilitation <laughs> oh, Center. Yeah, here we go. Over there. So the warden has a locker for me, a room, padlock, and things like that. So I try to stay away from there from time to time because I often end up there a lot. Mm-hmm. We believe you. Yeah, I, 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 what he should have said, they have a padded room for him, not a padlock. That's what we need to say. All right, so that's that on the salvage stuff here. Uh, let's see, Colossal, how about that one? You read that one for us. With the new missions? Uh, yes, new missions, uh-huh. All right, new missions, Ghost Hollow PvP mission, which is what Jay was talking about earlier. A new mission type to follow Ghost Hollow crash site on, mic on Microtech, making use uh, making use of the comma ray as well as the AI nav mesh. This mission type will create PvP encounters where players will need to fight for control over terminals for a chance at big credit payouts. This is a mission with outlaw AUEC terminals in the reclaimer derelict when active they generate an auec that anybody can withdraw creating pvp encounters between players trying to control the terminals which are also guarded by outlaws ai to start this event at the ghost at the ghost hollow crash site a player would need to disable the stanton for comma ray above microtech which will enable the terminals and send out a mobile glass communication to all nearby players once done, the terminals can be activated in the tower next to the derelict ship. That's interesting. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last night, you guys know we started doing soul shenanigans on Saturday nights and where you guys can come play with us in the game. Um, and so there were a group of us on last night along with some some cool people, MT Stunner, um, Beetlejuice, fun, other folks came on board and hung out with us last night. And we said that we were going to do Ghost Hollow. We I've been to Ghost Hollow previously, but not for the PvP mission. And so I just did the PvE thing back in the day. So anyway, we went last night and uh, led by BBG and we got there and we were having a great time. We did our first, it was nighttime when we arrived and uh, we got our first haul from the machines. And then one by one, we started getting picked off. One by one, there was somebody flying around out there. We knew there was somebody out there and we just kept getting picked off. I think the first person got picked off, they they died. We brought a Carrick, so they resurrected in the Carrick. We had parked out a little bit. Then another person went down, but they were in-capped and you know, like, okay, what's going on? So we're trying to figure this out. One by one, we're going. Then next thing you know, somebody gets on the, on the Carrick 
and uh, kills Gomob. And so we're like, what the heck is going on, right? So we're like, we got somebody out here messing with us. We're running around trying to figure this out. The next thing you know, I go down. No, um, Beetlejuice went down. I went to go heal Beetlejuice, then I go down. But the kicker was, we it was nighttime, but we never saw who it was. Well, if you notice, there's somebody in the middle of the screen laughing. I don't have to drop no names. I have no idea what you're talking about, Griff. Of course. Of course. Colossal. Not only did he show up, <laughs> he showed up invisible. We couldn't see him. He, and I didn't know that. He didn't know it. So I he's, it was he's popping us, and we're like, what's going on? I mean, they listen, we couldn't get one shot off. Like, not, not one gun, oh, not, no. not one time did somebody get the fire at anything moving, and we couldn't figure out why. And then yeah, we finally found bug. out this dude yeah. had the invisible player bug. He didn't know it and was wiping us out last night. So we finally got out of there. After we made a hundred, we made three hundred thousand and hit the road, and uh, then then he who who was on the ship? You took you took the A two right? You yeah, took, took Captain Jones. Captain yep. Jones is in the A two. He kills Captain yep. Jones and starts trying <laughs> no. to take off. We go looking for him. We get in the character and chase after him. There's a big debate on whether he self destructed or whether he we blew him up. We have not figured that out yet. But, <laughs> but, rematch, man. but rematch. the cool we'll thing was was that he brought some excitement to it, you know, for us last night. We had a good time last night. So I'm calling shenanigans. Yeah. So if you guys have not done uh Ghost Hollow at nighttime, it is definitely challenging, but we had a great time. Like Go Bob said we killed him. Go Bob's Bob said, Go Bob said that's the story and I'm sticking to it. I I'm open for a rematch, man. Yeah. He says, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. We killed him. Okay. Watch out, go, man. He's going to come at you in the, uh, in the Aurora. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. If it's one thing, though, I would definitely say that they did a great job with regards to the Ghost Hollow map. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to compare it. Not, I mean, it's not the same thing. But compared to Jumptown, I've had my, you know, com my comms about um, the the uh the cycling um you know doors mm -hmm. um having that there kind of makes it too easy for the person's inside to know mm -hmm. that someone's infiltrating right with ghost hollow it kind of in my opinion it equalizes the playing field mm -hmm. for someone who's actually getting the credits versus someone who's trying to infiltrate and stop them and get their own so right. that openness i really really enjoy and of course the verticality Ooh, i love the verticality yes. between yes ghost hollow and surrounding areas and having to climb and everything yeah. so the multiple entrances you know having that suspense build i really really love that they're actually making more use of this and um you know i really hope that they make they continue to make more use of other similar um large ships with that kind of verticality you know what else is nice performance when we yes. first got ghost hollow if you were there in the daytime or whatever i mean you're computer would crank down you know all the foliage and the leaves and everything if you went inside the uh the derelict your your frame rates would kick back up again you'd be great yeah. but when you yeah. went outside if you went to that dense forested area around there it would slow you down and yeah. now the performance is it was smooth as silk last night when we were in and it was great. you know Griff, really quickly i had to say that you know it's a testament to the amount of time that that they took with regards to gen 12. Mm -hmm. we kind of heard about the woes of a recently played game, um, recent, recent, recently released game, um, that also starts with Star, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, from what I recall, one of the challenges that they're facing 
is what CIG spent a long time resolving with Gen 12, where yeah. persons are thinking, you know, the GPU isn't powerful enough when it's actually mm -hmm. the CPU that's, that's holding right. everything back. So, yep. you know, you're, you're seeing these improvements, not just from the visual standpoint, but from the performance standpoint as well. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Okay. All right. Let's uh, hit this next one here. The tractor beam. Uh, attach and detach. Tier is 0 0.5. Items attaching and detaching. Enabling handheld tractor beams to attach and detach items such as ship components and allowing players to sell those salvage items for profit. This iteration of the tractor beam gameplay will add the functionality to the tractor beam attachment to their multi-tool to detach and attach items from ship's item ports. This functionality can either be used for component exchange, replacement or restocking of scavenge other uh, to scavenge other ships to use to make profit. Players can lock and unlock the ability to remove weapons and components from their ship with a new port unlock option in the inner thought, where which in a cockpit or using the new port unlock keybind default right alt in plus K. <clears throat> Pardon me. While aiming at a component with the tractor beam to detach it, hold B and it will highlight the object with a glow around its perimeter shape. Left click and drag and pull the component loose from the socket hard point. While attaching components, an AR marker will appear to give players guidance on the correct orientation to attach the component correctly. If the hollow outline is green, simply let go of the item and it will attach. If the hollow outline is yellow, rotate the item until the outline returns turns green. If the hollow outline is red, the item does not fit the item port's requirements. So I was with Colossal the other day. He helped me a lot because we were trying to figure out, I couldn't, I took a prospector route because I had heard Cal Roddy that you could take these saddlebags off of the prospector. Yeah. And yeah. hadn't seen it. So I said, well, let me do it. And I struggled, couldn't figure out what was going mm. on. So in the prospector, I knew there was an unlock mode. I didn't know what the keystroke was for it, but I was looking around on the panels on the ship trying to find, is there a button here that I can do unlock with? For some yeah. reason, when I did do the keystroke, either I was hitting it and wasn't waiting long enough or it popped up and disappeared, I don't know, but I never did see it come up on the screen. Eventually I did. And so Colossus kept saying to Chris, Griff, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something there with the, the keystroke. And finally we got it going. I was able to pull the guns off the prospector, put them back on the prospector. I was able to take the saddlebags off, put them back on. Uh, even though the full implementation of saddlebags isn't there where you get the replacement bags to come out, we definitely see that they've got it set up to do that. But yeah. it, I know there have been some people, Space Tomato and some other people who were doing full operations, mining operations, mm. pulling bags, loading them into other ships, you know? So I can't wait till that gets further developed in the game. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look at that. I think that was also what either fabric or standard that was also helping out with that. Yeah, Griff. yep, yeah. Standard. I think standard um, was on. Both of them might have been. I don't remember. Yeah, both of yeah. them were on, but I, I know they gave some uh, good information as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I have tried that system in terms of detaching and attaching stuff because I've tried it with blowing up ships mm -hmm. uh, and then you know following them down to the surface and try to snatch some weapons because. Mm -hmm. You can do that um, uh, even with those ships that are disabled or blown apart. Um, but I've never tried to sell the items yet. Mm. So maybe mm -hmm. that's something that we could participate something in. new to try. Yeah. In the next coming days. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't sell um, player weapons. And I guess that's one of the things with the gods. 
Cal Roddy, you're cutting out a little bit to stay close to your mic. Oh, we heard oh, you yeah, say you yeah, can't sure sell thing. player weapons, but that was the last thing we heard. Oh, right, right. So he can't sell the player weapons, um, the default weapons from, mm. from other players and from your own ships. Mm. Um, so, you know, at least on the other side of the law, uh, that's where the piracy is a bit difficult. That's where they can only rely on hull scraping. Um, the, you know, the other thing as well that, that occurred over the course of the improvements for salvaging or the development of it um, was that, you know, the cost of the weapons um, aren't as attractive as they used to be, uh, you know, even when you detach them from NPC mm -hmm. um, uh, weapons, which is honestly, at first I was like, okay, you know, that it's a bit unattractive and doesn't really make any sense to salvage those weapons unless you really need them. Mm -hmm. But eventually... Um, it is my view that uh, the value of Alpha UEC won't be as valuable as recycling the resources from those weapons. Right, right, right. So even though, you know, right now they may not be, you know, as profitable, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps when you strip these items from these ships, um, you can recycle them to get something more valuable, which is resources for things like crafting or doing other things that resources will be um, used for it'll be you know a lot more valuable to have those resources versus selling it to get the alpha uec yeah i mean i i agree there are ships like the reclaimer that has a grinder mechanism in there maybe you could put it in there and hopefully i mean i know this is pushing a little bit but maybe they can go ahead and you know you can put those weapons in there let it grind up and give you the resources that you want to go ahead and take from it um i, I, I mean i just obviously taking those hey, weapons to be here you know, uh, uh, handheld weapons like mm -hmm. automatic rifle, things like that. Mm -hmm. They may be profitable if you take them. Pirates, they are in need for the car for go ahead and other things they're going to take. So I would find it more profitable taking those groups of people, um, those weapons, and probably get a better profit than taking it to a standard, you know, UEE port. Talking about, hey, I got a weapon, two grand. No. You know, so mm -hmm. okay. All depends on where you go. Absolutely. Let's take a quick station break here. I want to get some shout outs to some people. Uh Thrakazox, thank you for that sub that you gave out to Fastcart. Fastcart don't need no subs, Thrakazok. Don't give that guy anything. Uh <laughs> Charles, we said thank you to you. His divine shadow, thank you for the sub that went out to Maiden Ariana. Uh, and also to the one that went out to Kai Zen. Thank you so much for that. I, I said Kai Zen earlier, but it was actually HDS who gave those out. And Chaos, thank you for following. We appreciate that. Listen, we are just $15 away from our next mark. Ooh. We are almost at the $500 mark. You guys are amazing. I believe. Since, since Thursday. $15. You, that, that we're almost there. But by the end of the oh. show, we're going to hit it. I can tell you. And if we do, we're going to give away a soul package. Don't forget, that's going to be oh, yeah. Soul Citizens t-shirt, t-shirt, hat. What well, I'm wearing the hat right now, guys. Hat, t-shirt, uh, the... Um, the uh, metal water bottle, they're going to get four tumblers, four glasses, four shot glasses, and there's something else that's included in there too. So we're going to give you a whole Soul Citizens package if we hit that $500 mark today. So we want to tell you guys thank you for that. Um, thank you, guys. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to our next one here, uh, which is mining and balancing. Okay. Is this on me? This one's on me, right? Because Colossal uh, was the last one, right? Okay. No, uh, you just don't know. Oh, right? Did I do yeah. last Okay, yeah. Okay. Mining and balancing. Yeah, okay. my favorite. What about favorites? All right, mining and balancing, <laughs> uh, version one. You should be on version 20. Uh, <laughs> with 3.19 comes update 
to both ships and FPS mining with wide sweeping balance changes to sell prices, refining effectiveness and costs, component stats, multi-crew mining efficiency, um, uh, mineable uh, difficulties and masses with large asteroids, resource distribution, as well as the addition of new uh, mineables. Uh, the goal in 3.19 is to make multi-crew mining more attractive and even out of all materials, uh, and even out of all materials to make them all more lucrative instead of a select few. Okay. Uh, I, I really haven't participated in the multi-crew mining yet. Um, I heard it's quite, uh, quite nice. Um, I know when some people tried it, there were some type of penalties when this, when this first came out, I believe. Yeah, what they did, and I, uh -huh. I, and I, we could talk about this because I'd love to get you guys' okay. thoughts on it, okay? okay? What CIG did, and, and this, everything here that they talked about is really nice, except for this subject. This subject I'm talking about, I'm not saying it's not nice, I'm saying this is the one that people are having a problem with. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that if I go out in a prospector and I mine, that's fine. But if I use two or three prospectors, I am penalized with what I can pull that way versus if I used three people in a mole. Now, the way CIG said it, when they said it at first, I thought was kind of cool. What they said was, was that the mole being the type of ship that it is with the computers and everything, it would be more proficient at pulling materials from a rock versus the prospector. Okay, so basically what it says is that if you've got a mole, you can make more money if you have three people doing a prospector, you're not gonna make as much money as the same three people in a mole. So people who own prospectors feel a little certain kind of way, right? Because they're doing the same level of work, but they're taking a penalty. And so, I don't know, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think that the prospector people, even though there are three in there and three in a mole, they should, I, I, the idea of the mole doing a better job kind of makes sense. Now, maybe it doesn't do, maybe it does a better job because of its filtration. Uh, it's designed to do a little bit more, less, you know, maybe that, if they sold it that way. But if it's that, we're both pulling from the same rock, but here's the one over here is having problems just because they're a prospect. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how I feel about that either. Yeah, mold does so have bigger lasers, Raytheon, I agree. Um, it can, but you can still use a tier one. Now, if you're using a tier two laser, obviously it's going to pull better than a tier one. I get that. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if the tier thing makes a difference. That's a good question because I like Colossal. We Colossal tell you we used to go out, meet him, Rob, and we would go out and do the mole, and uh, that was fine. We haven't done it in this patch, so I don't know. What do you guys think about this quote unquote penalty uh, for for multiplayer in a prospectors versus multiplayer in the mole? So, so, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, I'd be guilty <clears throat> to really try to give any type of information to something that I really have okay. knowledge about. Okay. I, what, what I can say is this, if that is happening, since a lot of people are saying it's happening like that, then just go back to the basics. You have a starter mining ship and you have a more advanced which mining is, ship. Which is what a prospector so, is, right? It technically right. is a starter mining ship. Right, so why would you give a starting mining ship the same lasers. thing is it, it should it should not happen. I think they could have a level one laser, level five, and whatever it is, 
Okay. But not a level two. Level two laser should be for the more advanced big ships, like a a mold that can be able to go ahead and, and bring in a lot quick resources a lot quicker because they have three at, at least three guns and they have a lot so, of capacity, so, better better components to go ahead and handle that. So maybe that shouldn't be a penalty, but that should be at least okay. If you're not going to be a penalty, there should be a, a distinctive difference, difference between the two. Similar, similar like we know the Orion is going to be no no comparison to the mold. Right, I mean, you know, so yeah, I get that. I get that, and I do get what you're saying about a starter ship being able to produce the same level as a more advanced ship. I agree with you there. The question is for solo players. You know, does this force them into? And I, you know, this, we can get into the whole social dynamic of multi-crew, multiplayer versus solo player. Does the solo player become limited by being forced to stay in a starter ship? If they want to mine on their own, you're not going to want to take a, I mean, I know there are people who do do this. They go get a mole and, you know, mine on their own, but should there be a ship that's an intermediate that allows a solo player to step up from a starter, get better mining results without having to go to a multi-crew ship? Is that an option that they create an intermediate? You can't always get. What yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just I mean, saying. There are intermediate fighters. There, there are fighters <laughs> yeah. that are, you know. I mean, there's, there's graduating, and I'm just talking for solo players. There's a starter version, and then there's an intermediate version. After that, you got to go to multi-crew, which becomes the, the mole, this new RSI mining ship that they're making, and then the Orion. So you provided an avenue for the solo player to do better. It gets them out of that starter without forcing them into a three-person ship. Even financially, you got to pay a little bit more money to go to a mole. So yes, you whether can it's play real money or play money, you know what I mean. You right, right. I, I think you can, but there there ought to be some type of hurdles um, that keeps it from uh, from 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 that person still operating at the same level as a three person ship. Um, maybe you, instead of you having four bags, you got two. You know, um, maybe it's the, because now you got to do more runs or something mm. like that. There, I mean, you are always going to get that one person who wants to do everything that Popeye can do. You're always going to get that one person <laughs> who always wants to sit and say, I like doing, I mean, we, we, we saw some come in the test over the weekend. I just like playing, I like chilling. By yeah, and I get, and I get, we, blah, we've, blah, 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 we've, we've talked about so, Chris wants to promote multi multiplayer collaborative right. play. We get that, right. You're right. Right. But I'm I'm just saying that you know I'm I'm sorry for that one player, but you know if if you can somehow take lemons and make lemonade with just one ship, with the with the things that it's just restricted to, then more power to you. You probably going to hold off uh, all the different types of information that it took for you to go ahead and garner that money. But it's just difficult to try to go ahead and say, hey, that one person should be. Effort as much efficiency as a mole with three. And, no, and, I, and I agree. I'm not saying you know? have the same level of efficiency. I agree with you there. I don't. I don't. I 100. I, I think what you proposed about efficiency. I 100 agree. I'm just trying to figure out: is there some avenue? I don't know. I get what you're so, saying. I agree. Go ahead, Carol. Roddy, I'm listen. going to challenge this and say that there may be some advantages, um, in some way to using three prospect versus. And if they play their cards right, it can be dependent on resource management. Now, we know that with the mole, it's a larger ship, more moving parts. There is a possibility that you may need to have an additional person on the ship 
right, to help manage the systems in case they right. start breaking down. Right. Now, with the Prospector, a much smaller ship, you have three individual ones, even though there is that, you know, limitation versus using a mold, there's lack of, um, you know, synchronization. The, the chances of, you know, um, things breaking down in an individual uh, regarding the resource management may not be as high, right? Where you need somebody to constantly check the mole. Right. So you may actually get on the surface, right? If once again, if they play their cards right with resource management, mm -hmm. you may see on the surface less, um, you know, less um, value in the resources that you get. But perhaps over a longer period of time, if you're using one mole, it can be a little bit more expensive, mm. right? And using the mole, because you have to, you know, pay an engineer or, you know, pay for certain services, get, con con um, you know, constantly um, repairing this or that. And of course, it all depends on the kind of size of rock <laughs> and the length of period that you're actually, um, you know, tasked or yeah. do these operations for. So it can be, you know, you can see the trade-off. But once again, if they play their card right with resource management. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. I'm going to leave that. I'm not going to beat that dead horse to death. By the way, just to let you guys know, we have hit our goal for today. Uh, you guys have already hit $510. Thank yeah. you so much for that. We will definitely do a giveaway in just a little bit. I have a new program here for doing giveaways, and I have never used it before, and I'm trying to see how do I... Oh, there it is there. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Create a giveaway. Okay, I'm going to start trying to set this up for the giveaway. I may have to go back to the old way of doing it, uh, but hopefully this will work. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and try to set it up for the giveaway. All right, so, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into ship mining because there's a whole other thing here mm -hmm. with this mining balancing thing that maybe we can cover. Uh, is this one, who's on, who's reading this one? Is this one on me? Who's I don't even know what I read. Who read the last one? I don't even. I'll go. The, you got this, I'll one. Go this one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Thank I you. got this. So, number eight, ship mining. Resource distribution has been updated to like the distinct mineral throughout Stanton, which means that several locations per planet or moon now hold exclusive resources rather than full random resources. Additionally, we, defi we define so called standard resources that are a given in each mineable given in each mineable you will encounter. The rest of the elements have chances to appear in those rocks. The updated resource distribution is also reflected in the trading availability and refining capabilities. Every mining gadget, head, and sub-item has had a full balance pass for stats, costs, efficiency. Every item that is connected to mining gameplay loop is updated to target specific resources to be mined better or worse depending on the setup of your mining Multi-crew mining has also been balanced with a mole getting a buff on instability if the same lasers fire on the same rock. While the prospector will get a punishment for multiple prospectors firing at the same rock on instability. Interesting. Mm. That is interesting. So <clears throat> there was one thing that, um, you know, I think... Cal Rider, you're cutting out again, so make sure oh. you're nice and close. Okay. All right, sure thing. So there was one thing I think Jade was the first one who brought it up when we were doing the ISC React when they showed off mining. It was the resource distribution. I think it was um, 
maybe it was misinterpreted by them, or they said that, for example, iron would only be found on a particular body or location um, versus it being, um, you know, in actuality, a very common item. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hopefully these things become more generalized where you don't have to go to a specific location to get a specific material. Mm-hmm. They would be, you know, the class of materials generalized, and then you'd be the rarer ones where you have to go to particular locations to get them. Um, I think the reason why they did that in the beginning is to just, temp- um, you know, create some kind of temporary improvement um, until they can say, okay, um, for the general um, materials, maybe we can actually make more use of them uh, so that they, you don't necessarily have to go toward the location specifically. Uh, maybe it, um, if it's for a crafting, you can go anywhere to get that resource, et cetera. But I do like that they were able to actually um, make those locations and the locations of those resources uh, more distinctive mm-hmm. um, because it, it, like they said, um, it actually helped to increase the value of some of the um, cheaper resources. Um, I remember some time back, one of the arguments was that um, those cheaper um, resources that you can sell, like aluminum and those things, eventually, um, and it goes back to my vision, the alpha UEC wouldn't have the value, right? What you can use those resources for will have the value. But at least until we get to that point, um, I think that they did, it was a good idea um, to, you know, in, to kind of shift the locations of those resources to at least make the less valuable ones until you can use them as other um, jobs uh, more valuable so that someone, you know, so that these resources aren't ignored for the time being because selling them is all that we can do at the moment, you know? So, yeah. Colossal, any thoughts about Uh, the new mining piece? Yeah, I am really stinking it up right now with the mining stuff. I am so sorry because here's, here's, here's the kicker. Mining is my passion along with exploration and, and the economy. And I've done very little of the, because of the, mostly I usually go out and usually multi-crew. You know, I got some folks that I usually go multi-crew with because you can't just let everybody jump on your ship because True. they don't know how to mine rocks. So, so uh, I haven't done that, but that much, but I made some notes here. It's interesting how they call things standard and exclusive mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, resources now. Okay. Uh, I am definitely interested in the section where it says every item that is connected to the mining gameplay loop was updated to target specific resources to be mined better or worse, depending on the setup of your mining head. Um, I mean, so I'm, I'm encouraged. Maybe some folks in chat can go ahead and elaborate on that. So are we <laughs> saying that depending on the mining, mine exclusive uh, res- uh, uh, material versus a standard one? You're cutting like, out, say that you cut out on that last part you were saying. Did I cut out? Yes, it's okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, is, are we saying now that depending on the type of mining head that you have on your mole determines if you are going to efficiently and effectively mine a particular exclusive or standard resource? Yes. Yes. Like and a gold or things like that or something like that. Yeah. And I think it would have been more for, it would have been frustrating if they made that kind of improvement and they did not put in item stripping because with the item stripping, it makes it a lot easier to switch out your heads now. Um, so I think that is, fact that these two 
are in and you know are in the same patch it makes it a lot more acceptable and a lot more you know enjoyable you know you can interact with the items and everything um so you know i i welcome the change the change because of the ability to switch the um the the mining heads without having to go to the to the station and switch them out mm. um, I was just answering Ray, Raytheon. He says it's easier or harder to crack a rock with certain mining heads. I get that. Right. I mean, that's in game right now. But I mean, I'm looking here, and depending on the setup, uh, it can make it better or worse depending on. The, I, I, maybe I'm putting too. But I'm thinking like, you know, uh, let's say a a a um, a helix won't be good to break a a, a gold. You know, I'm just giving you an example. You mm -hmm. know um uh but a lancet could be better to bake to break gold right, right? so I, I'm, I'm just thinking on that level um uh because there are now exclusive and standard resources um I, i'm also encouraged to see some cave missions i haven't gone in there well because they're saying that now they got some new mineables that are only in these new caves mm -hmm. we'll see that in the next group um so interesting i'm gonna have to go ahead and do some mining this week griff yeah I, well i will yeah. tell you yeah I'll, no i'm down for it uh i'll hunt you guys but i'm down for it too yeah, <laughs> first of all let's talk about this first of all i love the new ui that they've done they, they they have refined the ui better it takes a little bit to get used to it but it make it's way more intuitive once you get it it's not as cluttered when you're using it uh the idea of resources being localized to certain places i like that idea too uh, the randomness, you know, if, if iron can be found, you know, in this particular, near this particular moon or planet, later on, it'll be based on systems where you're finding stuff. For people who are into mining, it's going to be great. And the fact that they're expanding so that now um, uh, quantanium is not the big thing necessarily, you know, um, uh, what's the other, laronite, necessarily not the big thing. Uh, there are other things, has, um, uh, astatine gas, you can make money off of that. Uh, you can remember off barrel, barrel, big time. I yeah, yeah. You know, there, so now when we start spreading out into the verse, and we start having other places, places like pyro, something as simple as copper may be much more valuable there than here. So they're starting to implement this balance aspect of resources, which I like a lot. Is that's I'm into mining. So yeah, colossal. Let's do it. I'm excited. I was, you know, finding out where they told us that some of these things you're going to have to go there to find out. What yeah, minerals so, and resources are in those areas too? So, I'm digging. Can I ask one thing? Yeah, I, I, I would ask that CIG implement severe price changes now, um, and I'm talking about in terms of the resources that are better suited in certain parts of the of system. system. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, we don't see that much. Yeah. We see a little bit of a, mm. uh, you know, maybe that's got some. Um, uh, their quanta, uh, uh, you know, a little bit later on down the line. But uh, I mean, there are a lot of people who freak out when happen I, I want to see a lot of people freak out when they sit there and see that barrel is worth fifteen dollars i mean 15 <laughs> auec at microtech but worth three auec yeah, over there yeah. at, at, at hurston yeah. you know i i want to see that because I, I need to see people we've got a hundred and some odd people in the game now right mm -hmm. you jump into uh, instance uh, not instance but you jump into certain servers where certain servers are full mm -hmm. so I, and I know space is big, but I would love to see that travel lane. Oh, agree. You know, I agree. You know, packed like just people moving around. Mm -hmm. You know, vast distances to go ahead and get that money. Yeah. So right now we know that if you just go to a landing zone, not a specific landing zone, right, the price is right. going to be the same. But I agree, it'll be great. Well, you know, you and I, we'd love to see the TDD light up anyway, right? I mean, we oh, want to goodness. see the numbers and everything 
start to become a yeah. reality. By the Give way, guys, screen. I think I've got the giveaway working, guys. So uh, do exclamation point ticket one. I know it said 10 earlier. That was, I told you I was trying to figure it out. So if you guys want to be in the giveaway, uh, punch that in exclamation point ticket and the number one, and that'll get you in. Folks are already lining up. I already got uh, people coming in. So, and you should get a ticket for free. You should already have a ticket. Everybody gets a ticket. That's so right. No big deal to get in there. Okay. Shameless plug. The Bach, the Bank of Colossal is always open. The Bank of hours. Colossal is open. Yeah. I want to do this now instead of later because you guys were here when it happened. If other people come in later, then if we, if we hit a thousand, we'll do another one. Right. But <laughs> for now we're going to hit, we we hit 500. We're going to, we're going to cover it. Okay. All right. So that was the, uh, the ship mining piece. Okay. Let's, uh, moosey moosey on down to our next one. Uh, are we at seven? Are we at, what number? We're at nine. I was pushing nine. the wrong button. No wonder I had the wrong button down. Jeez. You want me to read it? Yeah, no, no, it wasn't that. I just, I just okay. pushed the wrong button on my end. Okay. Here we go. Uh, I'll read this one. There's no problem. Okay. Uh, FPS mining. A new mineable is introduced that is only available in the new cave systems. Colossal just talked about that. Is a high value yeah. to encourage players to go mining with their FPS tools outside of prison. I don't know what the value price on that is, but I know people, when they found it, they were excited. I don't know if they were excited because they found it or they're excited because of how much money they're made. Do you guys know how much the value is on that stuff? So I think one SCU at least is worth, I think, a million. Or Woo! What? That. So even from that small rock, when you break it down, that small rock is still going to be worth a lot. Right? Ooh, so no wonder right, I, see, I see Radian 2 is saying 27k so Jeez. yeah it's 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 worth quite a bit <laughs> good googly moogly i need to go start going back in the caves yeah <laughs> sorry Carolina, but if i see your name come across that screen but i'm shooting first <laughs> <laughs> you can try you can try oh my god that's crazy okay all right, we've only got 20 people putting in for the soul pack. I know y'all want the soul citizens. Come on, y'all want this hat. Y'all want this shirt. Come on, you I know it. you guys want it. Come on. Come on. All right, we're going to give you a whole bunch of glass, a whole bunch of stuff. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I'm, again, I'm going to have to start picking up some FPS mining. But they say it's extremely rare, difficult to find. So, you know, don't be frustrated if you go into mine and you don't stumble across anything. Just know that's that's the deal. You know, if you get so we do know like it's that. in a new cave, so don't look in the old caves if you're looking for that. <laughs> I still haven't new found caves. a new caves yet. Okay, here we go. Jake, yeah. knock on your door, Jake. Yeah. We already know what you know. What you know. HDS said super <laughs> duper rare. Million. Yeah, he says super duper rare, he says. So, okay, just give you the heads up on that. All right. All right. Oh, listen, listen, there are t listen, go to the page for the updates because there's we, I couldn't cover everything. There's tons of stuff with mining listed there. So go to the patch page. Uh, on Spectrum, take a look at it. If you're into mining, you want to know what all the changes are, okay? Because there are just too many of them. We, we spend the whole show talking about it. All right, Colossal, let me hit you with the next one in with number 10, if you can cover that one. All right, UI update. If you don't know what UI means, it means user interface. Just to give you a little bit of the history on that. Difficulty forecast that tells uh, you how easy to break the rock you are facing. Reordered some elements of the UI details of the mining items you have currently equipped details on your current cargo mm -hmm. clearer scanning display and clearer explanation uh and uh, what is exp exp happening during scanning sorry this is yeah. yeah you filled me in on some stuff when you were watching me mine which i didn't know you know before we just hit that one bar for cargo that would go across from from left to right but then colossal mm -hmm. was like there's another thing on your hud 
this the curve that visually mm. you can look at without having to look down over there you can see while you're mining which is cool like i said they really did some really cool enhancements to the ui yeah uh the optimal the optimal area for when you're within optimum range is better now it's, it's just it's just better to me visually but it also doesn't feel as cluttered as the old ui was so i think they've done a really good job on that miners unite yeah. if you're into mining Absolutely. I, I still think they need to take that UI and they need to place it in one of the MFDs that you have on your ship. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the MFDs well. acting. yeah, that would be cool. Al yeah. You know, allow you to go ahead and switch between what you're actually seeing mm -hmm. and visor. Yep. You yep. actually, what the MFD gives you like a type look, actually going into a different view, yeah. right? Um, of that, so you can at least cl uh, clearly see the, the numbers that are on, because some people still find it difficult to read those side because they're kind of they're kind of small but if they want a little bit more of an immersion mm -hmm. uh, they need to take that information put it on, on the mfd allows you to have that option have that you it's colossal clipping for you guys because is he clipping there for you guys because he's clipping for me am i clipping yeah. a little bit yeah, yeah. Little bit distance, i'm yeah. sorry let me okay. go ahead and i don't okay. know what's going on just probably bring you just a little bit closer to your mic that's all yeah they said you're clipping yeah hello there we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay good stuff good stuff all right let's uh go on to the next let's see how we're doing on our, our listen we're going to close out this uh giveaway guys because i want to go ahead and wrap it up okay we've got quite a few people who have signed up not many people there's an exclamation point ticket one this is the last chance gang because we're about to punch it Ooh. we're almost six minutes into this giveaway so uh Let's see, Carpathia, everybody's trying to get in. Okay, I see some other folks there. Wow, you know what? Hold on a second. Hold on. The issue. Oh, everybody failed. Bot's yeah, it's saying there. failed. Hang on a second, guys. Go mob. Why'd you do it, man? Okay, it's you know what mob. it is? You know what it is? It's not you guys' fault. I thought it's they didn't. I thought, I thought they didn't like our stuff. All right, I'm going to close this out, guys. I'm going to close it out. We're not going to, we're not going to do that one, okay? Give me a second here. The reason why I did that was it had some type of weird, give me one second, running a closed giveaway, won't let me do it. Okay, it evidently had a cap on it. I told you. Yeah, it, my apologies, gang, my apologies. There's that laugh. My apologies, <laughs> give me a moment. Mm-hmm. Salts. Okay, no, okay. It's oh. going to say who our winner is. Ignore this. Please ignore this. Ignore it. Okay, that's not real. All right. That is not true. Okay, I'm just letting you know that now because I know somebody's going to say, hey, I won. No, you didn't. I'm trying to delete the giveaways. Hold on a second here. Why are you making this difficult for me? It won't delete. It says I have a running giveaway going on. Oh, I know why. Uh, I went to a new thing here with Streamlabs, and that's why it's uh, giving me a hard time. Where's it at? Mm -hmm. Giveaway. Giveaway. It won't remove it still. Um, I don't know why it won't let me close these out, guys. Give me a second here. Results. I mean, please keep ignoring these. Close giveaway, refund giveaway. Bad. Don't worry, Sticky. You'll have another chance. Draw, uh, yeah, don't worry. This is all fake. Maiden Ariana, sorry. Sorry. 
Hate to break your heart. I'm sorry. Please forgive uh, me. Just throwing out names. Why don't we go ahead and introduce our next winner? The next winner is. Yeah, I, I, know, I know. I know. Uh, do not touch button. That giveaway is complete. Away. That giveaway is complete. I can confirm and delete that one. Results. Draw. It turns out to be Bill Map. No, 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 if it's, no, please. We cannot make GoMap the winner. You guys know that. <laughs> Mark that one is complete. All right, I can delete that one. And then last but not least, would you like to delete this giveaway? Yes, okay. All right. My apologies, gang, I am so sorry. Don't be hating on Maiden. Maybe if y'all had a name like Maiden, y'all would win too everywhere. No, you didn't. No, you didn't go there. I can't even drop this, but mic drop. No, you didn't go there. Since I hate no Maiden, you keep on winning, Maiden. You keep on winning. Oh my God. Hey, Ariana, how are you? It's good to see you. Maximum tickets per user. One ticket per user. Subscribers get double the opportunity. Send confirmation when buying subscribers. Okay, boom, 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 boom. All right, I think, I think this is gonna work. All right, all right, okay. Here we go again, start punching it in, gang. Exclamation point ticket one. Let's see if I can get up past 20. If I get past 20, then I know it's working. So go ahead and start hitting it. There we go. Let's go. Go ahead and punch them in. There you go, five, six, they're coming in quick. Go ahead, keep punching them in. I gotta see this go past 20. If it go past 20, then that means I know I got it set right this time. 18. 20, 19, keep going. Who else? Anybody else? Win for me, reload. Nobody else has punched in yet. There we go. All right, keep it going. Good. All right, good. Nice. All right, we're going to hit this next topic, and then I'm going to do it. Five minutes in. We're at 40 seconds. At the five-minute mark, we'll go ahead and pull the giveaway winner. Okay? All right, let's do this next one here. That's on you, Cal Roddy. Synergy Tractor Beam. Synergy Tractor Beam, number 11. Allow to detach, attack. Mining heads stacks place and ship inventory. Okay, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um mining modules and heads. I haven't done that. Plus, I know that now, like you said, they can go into your ship's inventory. Now yeah. I don't get that completely. Is that are they saying so like I how think does it's that some it's the modules only that can go into ship inventory. Oh, just Not the modules, sure. heads. Yeah, yeah. What's well, says heads, but, though? It says the so, heads and sacks. Yeah. Into the ship's inventory. It could how, be that they kind of... How do that? It would have to shrink the size of the SEU in order for that to happen. I mean, it's... It, or maybe... But, I mean, how do you put it the into the SCU? ship? Yeah, I think there was a there was a typo with that, because I know that definitely with the... Gomob go says heads can't. Can I know you can put them in your personal right. inventory, but, but heads you can't. You can put in ship inventory. I mean, but well, how? I mean, I mean, how do you get it into? So you would have to be inside the ship while you're still landed on a pad, and then transfer okay. it into the ship's inventory from, from there. From local inventory, that that would be one way. Oh, to do okay, it. from local, but not right. like while you're out in space. I can't like swap mm. them out in space. Oh, HDS says the problem is you can't get them out. <laughs> yeah, the, deta the detaching, you'll still have to use the vehicle manager to attach it, then spawn oh, the prospector. So I the heads get it. You use the, the vehicle sacks, manager. We still have to wait. Yeah, we still have to wait for freight elevators to physicalize. Oh. But the modules, you can always take it out 
and hold it, or you can drop it on the floor and track the beam it and attach it to the plank. Got you. Yep, that's what Jormunk Jor, Jor Wrecker says that. Jormunk Wrecker. Freight, yeah, until freight elevators were not getting mining heads and sacks being spawned out of thin air. Thank you for that. Okay. Yeah, what's for Escart? Okay, I'm not going to even ask why he's asking about I'm that. I'm not even going to say. I, I'm, uh, not even gonna... I, I'm not going to even try to figure please, out what that's about. Please, someone implement a bad, please. Joke ban. Thank you. Yeah, please push the joke ban out real quick. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the Synergy <laughs> Tractor beam. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? Is City Manager. Ah, yes. Okay. All right. Density Manager mission update. That's me, right? Yes, sir. All right. Updated the density management system so that mission entity things dropped by missions such as corpse, guns, and debris will be cleaned up when the area is streamed out. Yay, yay, and yay. As we reuse mission location UGFs, the location will then be cleaned up all mission items when the area is streamed out while player drop things remain as usual. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, these are the Perfect mission entities crashes. that disappear. Right. So your NPCs and stuff are the ones that disappear, but anything you drop as a player stays in. Yeah. Okay. And I think this is, uh, of course, just the because it was just hogging the servers. Yeah, too much. Um, yeah, too much. Yeah, like if you're so doing bunkers. Exactly. So who knows, maybe, you know, when they implement it, and of course, when they start increasing the amount of um, points of interest, where, you know, the chances of a player going to the same location that another player or group of players went to, um, they may be able to actually lower the conditions for the density manager yeah. uh, to clean up those items eventually. Yeah. Now, I know they're going to do a, something similar for us as players, where they're going to mm -hmm. prioritize things, right? When you, for example... A water bottle may be low priority. It only stays in place for a minute, two minutes, and then it disappears or whatever. Where there yeah. are other items, a personal rifle or something may last for five or 30 minutes, right? Depending on what the deal is with that, right? Yeah. We haven't gotten here yet. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say additionally, um, you know, one of the other challenges to, you know, having to put this or make the system more aggressive mm -hmm. is because the ability or rather the Ability for us to interact with our inventory and bring things down to put items in boxes and such, mm -hmm. it isn't as advanced as we'd like it to be. So, right. you know, before, you know, it, when we first got PES and everything, players would definitely, or even before that, players mm -hmm. would definitely go and go map, definitely. He would, you know, take the tractor beam and, and gather all those dead bodies and then go up the elevator and, <laughs> and, and you know, go away. Right. But, you know, um, getting a more interactive inventory where we can actually um, put these items into the SCU boxes or two SCU boxes um, a lot more easier mm -hmm. uh, will allow us to be able to clean out these areas without density manager needing to do it ourselves. Um, right. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would love, I would challenge server um, testing groups and have all 100 and some odd people get in one location mm -hmm. at one time and just detonate their ships. Mm. All I wanted. That's one hundred and what fifteen hundred twenty-five mm. ships. All mm. they breaches. These are player ships now, not NPCs. These right. are player ships. Right. And to see if that either breaks the system, because mm -hmm. that's what testing is all about, right? Mm -hmm. Can we break the system? <clears throat> see if that breaks the system, 
or if that, you know. HGS said filled with cargo on top of it. <laughs> I mean, the, we don't know the whole sea comes. For science, you know, I think we should do that. That's funny. Should do it. That's funny. All right, I'm going to go grab something real quick. I'm going to leave this next one to you guys, but I'll read it because I know we're going to talk about it. We talked about it a little bit last week on the Invictus show. Um, this is the easy one, but I know I want to hear Calrati and uh, Colossal's feelings on it. The RSI links. We know that they built, implemented, balanced the RSI planetary rover, the Lynx, as a game-ready vehicle. And we know that it's in-game now. So you guys go ahead and talk about that, and I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, sure, Griff. So one of the things that I'm looking forward to is the transfer. Where, um, you know, it, it may not necessarily be uh, the, you know, player-driven only, but, you know, these kinds of vehicles can possibly be used for, you know, Short, short traveling, you know, short distance traveling uh, of a VIP or, or a pair of VIPs um, where you can actually be paid uh, to either kidnap them, which is what I'd like to do, or, you know, you could actually be paid to legally transport them from, you know, one outpost to another. Um, and it could be in a dense environment, who knows, it, you know, where you actually get paid more to keep them safe. Possibly, the, you know, you're going to be given a mission with the vehicle to carry it. Or if you have your own, you could actually get some reputation points or some good perks from, from being able to provide this kind of service. So that is what I'm, I'm really looking forward to, especially as we start thinking more and more um, how we can make use of these kinds of um, vehicles um, versus, you know, using our ships, especially in like no-fly zones, etc. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to these ships being used for and when we finally get um the uh what is it, the pioneer, when we finally get the pioneer and we finally get uh player built cities or player built um uh locations and depending on how each you know, each location is Come up a little bit closer, Colossal, you're clipping um, again. <clears throat> uh, I don't know, maybe it's just uh, like this. Like that. But uh, I have my thing. Jet always oh, keep going down. I don't know why. It's interesting. <laughs> interesting. That's what she um, said. But you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe there can be things such as um, it, it, just a. I don't see this running around in forests. I, I I just don't. You know, I just I see this thing running around in uh, in between cities. Uh, mm -hmm. Lowerville, to be to be exact, oh, I mean boy. Microtech. Um, Microtech is is a is a huge area. You get across the lake just to go ahead and get to the residential area from uh, the spaceport. So, um, I mean, I I would think that these things uh, would be good for that, um, but also, um, you know, maybe should be able to be brought in at a certain area for a certain fee or maybe a VIP status yeah. that goes along with these types of vehicles. Um, I mean, it's just nice for them to have another company besides Origin to claim legalities to uh, to the Regal. <laughs> well, this is what I'm going to say about the links. And we, like I said, we covered this last week on the Invictus show a little bit, so I'm not going to wear it out too much. But, you know, this is one of those examples to me that leads into... If you're going to get something like this, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it looks cute, but the question becomes, what do we do with it in game? And I think that this is another one of those examples of if you're buying something like this, first of all, you can get it in game. That's the first off thing. But the other thing is that, you know, 
Obviously, there's no gameplay mechanic for it right now, but we know that CIG is implementing something. And when we watched their video last week when they introduced it, they talked about the type of people who would be using this and what they would be doing. If you look at the uh, screens, the monitors are inside of there. They are there for dealing with making money, profit. Uh, does this tie into the TDD where if you're, you know, being able to negotiate stuff, I'm sure you'll be able to use it for other things too, but I really want to say, you know, don't look at the links as something or anything that's in relation to this type of gameplay based on where we are now. It's going to be, what does CIG want this to do later? And right now we just don't know enough. Um, so yeah, it's cool to ride around in. What are the pros to it? Obviously it's nice to ride around in, right? But it has computer terminals in it for doing some form of communication that's inside of it. It's a little bit faster than the regular Ursa Rover for movement. Not a lot faster, but a little bit faster. But what are its negatives? Well, there's uh, no, um, the armor, is it's, it's lighter in armor, so it can't take a lot of punishment to it. Um, the other factors to it is, does is it limited? Is it specialized for doing only certain things? You can't carry, you know, there's two in the front, two in the back, where the regular links is six people. So, you know, uh, for some people, this vehicle is great, even without the gameplay. They're enjoying it, particularly people who are role players. They probably dig it. Uh, where other people, snap, the Ursa Rover is sufficient for what they want to do. So we'll have to see where they go with this type of gameplay is going to come from vehicles like that, the G12 and other vehicles that may come out later. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times people say, what do we do with this thing? I don't know what to do. It, it ain't there yet, gang. So just, you know, for right now, enjoy it. That's all I would tell you about it. Okay. Uh, we're going to close out the... Um, the raffle real quick i wanted to give you guys some samples of what it is that you're looking for by the way don't forget exclamation point ticket and one somebody is looping through colossal i'm looping through on your speakers right now uh so the items that we talked about is going to be the soul citizens can you see that you can see that right soul citizens water bottle karate i gotta ship one of these down to the caribbean for you <laughs> There we go. All right. Nice. Uh, there is a Soul Citizens glass. This is the glass that you can get. So if you like drinking your Kool-Aid or whatever you can, you've got one of these. Then there is a Soul Citizens tumbler for those of you who enjoy your beer. If you want that big 20 ounce or whatever this is, you can drink out of that. And then there's also, for those of you Alkies like Colossal, you can get the Soul Citizens shot glass if you want to get that. You get four of all of these. One water bottle. One water bottle, but four of the glasses each. Um, so that's 12 glasses. And then you'll also get a Soul Citizen's hat and you'll get a Soul Citizen shirt. Not this one, this is the old model. There's a newer version, it's bigger and all this much cooler. So you guys will get that. So we're gonna go ahead and do that. So we got everybody in. We're gonna get ready to close this out right now. Let's um, go. So let's see, who's, uh, let's see, let me, uh, where's my, I got a weird countdown to give away. I drink coffee, by the way. I just serve alcohol socially. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. All right. Uh, I got to find the giveaway thing. Where's my button for it? Close the giveaway. Why is it telling me to hold on a minute? Hold on. Hold your horses gang timer. You know what? I think I like really like jacked this up big time. There's a public page. There it is. Okay. 28 people tickets. Got it. Boom. Boom. All right, guys, forgive me. This is new Streamlabs elements thing is driving me insane trying to figure out how to use this thing. All right, where's the thing at? It won't let me close the giveaway. Okay, there we go. All right, there we go. 
All right, everybody's in. All right, give me the countdown, Calrati. Five, four, three, one. Boom. There we go. Ethan, Ethan, are you there? If Ethan is there, Ethan, you are the Dathan, winner. Ethan, Ethan. I haven't seen Ethan. Is Ethan there still? Ethan might have left. Who he knows? Must be right? present to win. Deathen, Ethan. Must be present to win. Whoop, whoop, gawky, goop, gawky. Maybe he's not. Maybe Ethan left. Maybe Ethan. No. Oh, come on, Ethan. Uh oh. <laughs> Reload. That's a weird way to spell reload. <laughs> okay. All right, Ethan. We're gonna give a count here. All right, going once. You can do it, Dathan. Come on, Dathan. Dathan. Going twice. Hope you didn't go to the refrigerator to get something to drink. Run back. Going three times. You can do it. You can do it. Last chance. No Dathan in chat. Okay, that answers that. Thank you, Alex. Uh, okay, all right. Oh. All right, we're going to draw another winner. Colossal, you do the countdown this time. Mm, all right, in five, four, three, two, and one, and the winner is... Sandgroper. Sandgroper, are you there? Ah. Sandgroper, we're looking for you. 3.5% chance. I don't know how many people win. Ah, yep, Sandgroper is there. Congratulations, Sandgroper. Ooh, yeah, yeah Sam Groper's in chat, fast cart, being funny. <laughs> being funny. <laughs> Sam Groper, congratulations. Uh, Sam Groper, send us your... Now, you have to send... This is going to be stuff that gets mailed to you, so I need a P.O. box, mailing address, you know, somebody you love, whatever. Uh, send to soulcitizens at gmail.com. You can also send it directly to us through Twitch if you want, but if you want to send it via email, make sure you put the name down where it needs to go. Uh, and we will make sure that we get that out to you. All right, with your address, mailing address, and we'll get those items out to you. Congratulations again. We really appreciate you being here with us today. Okey We are Alex. I, I would just like to say that sand can be very therapeutic. When, but I won't say the word. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Okay, let's move oh, on to our next piece. We only have 15 items. We're on item number 14, guys. So we're almost done here, okay? Uh, go ahead and read that, Cal Roddy. All right, so we are at number 14, the Mirai. So the Mirai has a game as a game-ready vehicle, as well as the Mirai Fury MX. Mirai Snub Bomber, the Mirai MX, as a game-ready vehicle. All right, guys, there was a lot of buzz about these ships when they came out. Then when people started flying them, there were some people who liked them, and there were other people who were like, yeah, you know, it's okay. You know, and it has, you know, obviously the ship needs to be tweaked. They have already started doing some tweaking to it. But uh, Colossal, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts about the uh, Mirai, the Fury of the MX, or just that series of ships? Well, I mean... It's oh, it's a great ship. I mean, it's an okay ship. It does what it's supposed to do. I mean, I'm quite sure it's not at gold standard yet. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I mean, I know they've been putting out a lot of ships now that are close to being gold standard or or somewhat at gold standards. But it's a great ship. It just doesn't have any get over, folks. Put it in your ship and call it a day. Transport. Um, uh, I mean, I would like to see a whole 
Hey, you got you got to come closer to your mic again because you've pulled back from your mic and you're cutting. See, I don't know what's really going on, but when you're close like um, that, you're fine. When you lean back, I lose it, man. Gotta kiss it. Yeah, I know, right? I can't do it on television. <laughs> um, it's a little bit too sensitive. But um, uh, I mean, these these ships, both the the Fury and the MX, one mm -hmm. is a missile variant, the other uh, has guns. Um, uh, I mean, what, what is it? What is it? Size two guns, I believe. Size two on the Fury, and uh, yeah. And and some decent uh, decent number of missiles on the on the on the MX, uh, very good ship, very maneuverable. I'm still looking for them to tweak more maneuverability because I'm looking for it to turn. I mean, like flip, you know, uh, you know, vertically, or you know, I'm I'm looking for that to happen a little bit quicker. Um, I I haven't seen that unless somebody who's a good flyer that do all this flying while decoupled. Um, can show me at least how to you know make that ship flip like 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 you see on the commercials. Mm. I'm still waiting for that feature to kick in mm -hmm. uh, because that ship needs to do that in order to impress me. Um, mm. You know, it's it's that type of ship that should function like that. So yeah, but great ship to have. It's fifty five dollars. Yeah, Roddy. Yeah, I would say that one of the one of the gripes that and now I'm losing you. Oh, you losing me? Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah we hear you. Okay, good. No, okay, good. So, one of the things I think that persons have um, some gripes with um, is mainly due to the mechanics that aren't at the fault of the Fury, and mm -hmm. that's uh, that's with regards to the refueling, etc., mm -hmm. um, and all those things and rearming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's you know that isn't in the game yet. Yeah. Um, personally, I, I really like transporting the Fury um, if I find myself needing inventory. Um, for example, I use my Cutlass, mm -hmm. um, and I put the Fury in there. It can fit, and I still have um, inventory in it. Um, then I could actually go, and if I think um, I'm in an environment, especially since I really like doing atmospheric bounty missions, I wouldn't fight with my Cutlass, mm -hmm. right? I would go with my Fury. So I would you know, keep the, the Cutlass suspended um, in Atmo at some distance away, and I would deploy my Fury. It's a lot more capable that way, and of course, after I take down those um, those NPCs, I can go back to the Cutlass, um, fly back to the vector point where the NPCs were downed, and I can you know um, get that get those weapons if I if I think I, that I can use them, etc. Mm -hmm. etc. Et so it has its uses still, and of course, um, as mentioned in the chat, it's it. it can really serve as a really fun um, racing ship. I've flown it a few times as a racing ship. Um, and yeah, so overall, I think when these systems refueling, etc., rearming um, comes into the game more um, uh, from the parent ship, especially refueling, um, I think these will be a lot more valuable mm -hmm. um, outside of the debate where some may say that it feels sometimes a little too tedious um, to get in the ship, get out of it, get in, get out of it. But I think that all depends on the amount of game activity that you plan on um, using, you know, when you deploy the Fury. Okay. Currently, you may not be necessarily using or have a lot of activity, uh, which which is the reason why we may sometimes experience that kind of repetitive, non-value-added activity. But eventually, when we have that activity where we deploy the Fury, and we're actually out outside of our parent ship for a much longer period of time, mm -hmm. I think that's where we'll start seeing that kind of. Okay. All right. I will say that I liked the Fury, um, flew it, enjoyed it. Fuel consumption was definitely an issue. It, the original, uh, when it was first put out, 
uh, it didn't bother me that much. I just felt like, you know, the fuel probably is going to need to be adjusted. And then ultimately CIG said they were going to make an adjustment to it. Um, definitely view that ship. And we talked about this again last week on the Invictus show. It is, it is our version of the TIE fighter. Uh, and so TIE fighters are designed to be around a mothership. They're not intended to go long range in space. It's a snub. Um, I'm hoping that snub fighters become much more relevant in game. Colossus and I have talked about this in the past, how we've used P-72s, P-52s to do scouting. Uh, when a Carrick wants to land somewhere, we just, you know, go down and land, look around. And I'm hoping, even though these are snub fighters and bombers, uh, I hope that, you know, there becomes more reasons for people to use ships like that. Reconnaissance, for example, is also good for those ships too. Uh, and I've heard some people talking last week telling us that They've used the P-52 and P-72 even in combat to protect their connies and stuff, and they are a pain in the butt if you have the right oh, person yeah. flying those ships. <laughs> yes, they are. So I think, people, people, I think people underestimate those ships because everybody has in their minds there's no quantum drive, so it's, it's useless. And I think that it's just going to be a mindset thing. But, of course, uh, as gameplay comes in that demands those ships, that's going to help too. So I think those ships are – and plus – the surprise here was introducing a new manufacturer, which none of us was expecting. This yes. offshoot, this offshoot of MISC, and I know Colossal was excited about that. Coming up with a performance line of ships uh, is pretty cool for them too. So, yep, that's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, okay. I still think MISC is the best company in game. No disrespect to Kai, who did a very good sales pitch <laughs> about Drake over the weekend. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. A little Drake. All right, we're in our final category here, gang. Last but not least, and this one even has a little bit of controversy that goes to it. Uh, ships and vehicles. Uh, they added the Corsair, the Cutter, the C8R Pisces to the in-game shops. You can now not only just rent them, but you can purchase those ships in-game. And there was a little bit of scufflebutt, scuttlebutt that the Vulture was not included on that list of ships. And... Obviously, salvage was a big thing that people have enjoyed doing. So if you don't own one, you can't purchase one yet in-game. Um, Kyle Roddy, I'll go to you first on this one. Thoughts about any of those ships? Uh, accessibility now in the game? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very glad that they were able to add the Corsair, the Cutter, and the CR Pisces. Um, of course, you know, one of the reasons why, outside of PTU, that... I haven't been doing much salvaging is because I didn't you know buy uh, the vulture for real world cash. Mm. Um, I mean, like it or not, it's it's it is still one of the value streams that you know CIG uses to gain money. And uh, who knows? It could have been why they delayed it. We have the salvage missions, so if you want to test and and experience those missions right now, could be that you have to um, you know pledge for a vulture. Of course. You know, you could always wait. You can always wait until it comes into the game. Mm. Uh, but with regards to the ships that are currently in the game, I've always, since the cutter came online, I've always really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't bought it just yet. I'm, I'm still saving up to buy it in-game, but I was really, really glad to see it our Pisces, particularly because any or many of the Orison, before they were taken out temporarily, uh, missions that I did, there was always either a dead player next to the CR Pisces that I could have used <laughs> to heal myself or at a bunker mission. So thank you for everybody that flies <laughs> that CR. It really, really saves my butt. Um, the Corsair, I 
oh man, I love that that elevated that it has. Um, where you can go up top. I, I really, you know, really hope that other ships in the future can do something similarly. Um, uh, the, it actually kind of reminded me of the lookout uh, for the Hull Sea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the new version of the Hull Sea is going to side, I think, but it was really nice to see that kind of feature with the here. Yeah. Uh, Cypress, no, the Reclaimer does not have a snub or any other type of uh, parasite ship to it. Uh, yeah, it, but, it has but a drone, it but... has drones. That's the thing that it's got, and it's got it's got drones. So that's its uh, its thing that it uses. Um, yeah, I'm you know, I, we, last night when we did when we did shenanigans last night, uh, BBG took out his Corsair. We all piled, most of us piled into it. We really were trying to do some group gameplay. We got into it and had a real good time with it. Chick was very faithful to us till we were landing in Microtech. We hit one of those. Have you guys ever hit one of those dead spots in the game where your ship just starts to sink by itself for no reason whatsoever, even though you're going forward? It happens at uh, at Lorville. If you fly over some of the high rises, all of a sudden you just start losing altitude out of, for no reason whatsoever. You just, oh, I've never experienced that. Yes, it has happened. It happened to him last night. We were making final approach heading toward the nest, and all of a sudden he just, the, the Corsair just lost altitude. We spun into a building. It took off both the port uh asymmetrical wings so all he had was the one on the starboard side Ooh, <laughs> and, oh man <laughs> and uh in atmosphere but like a trooper bbg hung in there and he leveled us off and brought us down hey. to the ice and landed us all six or seven of us we were like oh god please don't kill us in fact he hit a building twice and we didn't blow up the second one we just oh, knew man. we were gonna blow up but GG, the, the Corsair took a licking and kept on ticking and we were able to land on the ice. And then, uh, I think, um, get, uh, go mob went and got his Carrick and came and picked us up. So it worked out mm, really, really well, nice yesterday, go. but I was sweating. Cause I was like, man, I'm gonna wake up all the way back in freaking our court. I gotta come <laughs> all the way back. <laughs> so he kept us alive. Um, you know, obviously people being able to get the cutter in game is going to be great for people who like that as a nice starter ship, uh, an alternative. C8R, same thing. Like you said, it's a popular ship that a lot of people love flying in because of the fact that it's got the med bed in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's great that these ships are in game. The Vulture will be coming next, gang. So as, as frustrating as it may be and as popular as salvaging was, it hit, it hit its 90-day mark. I think it's at its past its 90-day mark now, so mm. we should be getting it in 3.20. Yep. I would think that's going to probably drop into shops at that point. Uh, that's about it. We do have some questions. We got a lot of questions in Q&A, in fact. I think some of these questions may be bogus questions because I see Fastcart put some stuff in here, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see if they're legitimate questions. Um, let's start with, we got some joke bands in here. Oh, my God. these jo- I keep forgetting about these joke <laughs> bands going here. Okay. Uh, Thank you. This one is from, from Danger Hobo. Uh, would Soul Citizens be on if the Bulls were in the finals? The answer is I could care less about the Bulls. I live in Chicago, and uh, I lived through the Michael Jordan years where basketball was real. So mm. this stuff now, it's not enough to pull me away. So I would not be here. I, and I know Colossal could care less about the Bulls. He's a big, oh, don't even get me started on the teams that he likes to watch. <laughs> 
Cal Roddy, do you like? Are you talking colossal? Or you? Yes, I was. I'm so sorry. I had it on mute. I I responded <laughs> back to his post. I said that said the day the Bulls make the uh, the finals is the day Detroit makes the finals. Oh, again. So geez. since we're all in the same boat <laughs> with the type of reputation that our teams have. It's going to be a while before uh, Chicago makes the final, including the Detroit Pistons. So, yes, I am in Florida, but I have always been a Detroit Pistons fan. Yes, go bad boys. Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lane Beer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, Griff and I are really good friends and connected at the hip because of that rivalry. Yes, we are. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, basketball was good before Jordan, but I lived through those playoff years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where we had the, you yeah. know, the six rings and all that stuff. So, if, you know, back then, all the teams were much more spectacular than they are now. It just, it just doesn't draw me in anymore. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fast cart. Uh, there's another band joke, another band joke. I should have known these were all band jokes. Look at this. These are all band jokes. We had one question, and we had nine band jokes in there, okay? So <laughs> that tells you something about where we are. When it Thank comes you, everyone, that contributed to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Um, anyway, you guys know that we have soul system merchandise. We gave away a nice package tonight, but you guys of course have always been supporting us. We really appreciate the fact that you guys support us with our merchandise. So feel free to click on the links that are there on their page. If you guys are interested in any of these soul citizens merch and, uh, let's go ahead and start talking about what we've got coming up, uh, on next week. We've got some cool stuff coming up. Um, uh, Cal Roddy, why don't you talk about um, the first one, Colossal, you talk about the second one, I'll talk about the third one. All right, so Thursday, Soul Talk at 9 p.m. Discuss things that's been happening throughout the week. ISC, last week's SCL, if it had an SCL, um, <laughs> roadmap, patch notes, all those things we discuss, and everyone is free to come in. You know, share your thoughts, share your opinions. We are welcoming everybody. And yes, that's Soul Talk on Thursdays. All right. I brought him in just in time. Brought him in just Ooh, in time so he can talk. There you go. We want to see. We don't want to just have his voice in the background. We have to see him. There he is cool. with his holiday background. Oh, geez. You and those <laughs> backgrounds. Jeez, oh, Pete. It's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the screen that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Um, Soul Voices comes on on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, where we talk about so many things, including the ability to fly in a Drake and die in a Drake. But that's how <laughs> things goes when you're running in a Drake family. But uh, so Soul Voices is a, is a place where we bring in the community and the community gets to come in and call in or go on the Discord. Um, uh, Griff and everybody uh, reads uh, uh, posts from either Reddit or, or or Twitch or or any other um, social media that is out there to go ahead and talk about any types of conspiracy theories, theory crafting, or any types of concerns from the community. And we do bring in our folks from Soul Citizens, and we like to bring in other people to come in. You guys are all invited to come in on Saturdays at 3 p.m. It's a part of a, a part of a, a trio of a podcast. Mm -hmm. Soul Citizens starts it off, and then it goes from Soul Citizens to Paul Shelley in the Astro Pub, and then it goes from him to Relay. So, and correct me if I'm wrong on, the, on that one, Griff, but I believe right. that's pretty much the pattern. That's it. Um, so, come on in on Saturdays, guys. It's a good place to be. Um, sometimes, you know, our uh, you know our gangsters come in and have a conversation with the community as well. So, just, you know, be on the lookout for that as well. Well, Saturdays, to, to your point, I'm glad that you just said that. We have our 50th episode coming up in just a few weeks for Soul Voices. And we will have a new, new 
player hater joining us for that hey. show. So that's all I'm gonna say. We got a new player hater that's gonna be joining Get us. Get your for hate, that hate, show. hate ready, guys. So uh, yeah. yeah, that'll be for our. I think we're on our 47th show right now. Uh, we're gonna be. We're not gonna meet the next week. Next week. Next two weeks. But we're gonna. By the time we get to episode 50, we're gonna announce it again. We're gonna have a new player hater that's gonna be joining us. So maybe we should have a player hater reunion. You know, on the 50th show, we oh, think a player yeah, hater that, anniversary. That maybe we could have a player hater anniversary or something. I don't know. We'll figure out something. Celebrate our 50th episode there. Uh, but that'll be coming up. And then next week, next Sunday, we're doing Star Citizen: The Next Generation. Uh, what is that about? Well. For those of you who remember Star Trek and Star Trek The Next Generation, um, you know, there was a new crew. And we know that there are new people that are becoming involved in Star Citizen. You get these old heads around here. But uh, there, are some <laughs> there are some new generation people who are maybe just coming to the game for the first few months, maybe for within a year, maybe two. We're going to have on some special guests that are going to give their thoughts about where Star Citizen is now, how they feel about the game right now. Uh, not just those of us who, you know, have been around for a long time that are salty and crabby and all that other stuff. We need we need a little bit of enthusiasm, Colossal. You know, some people who've got some real good energy about Star Citizen. So that's what's going to be happening next Sunday. Okay? Yes. All right. For those of you who want to support us, don't forget we have our Soul Citizen referral codes. If you see any of the Soul Team's names down there and you want to use their referral code or if you want to tell somebody about their referral code, that'll help them out. That way they can get some cool stuff in the game, plus their 5,000 credits and all that other stuff. Um, but other than that, I think that's about it. We are ready to set up ourselves to do a raid, and one of the Soul Team members is actually on tonight, and that is Abdi Johan. So we are going to set up a raid for Abdi. Abdi. It's actually Abdi. I would say Abdi. I got to get that American thing out of me. It's <laughs> it Abdi. Up. Abdi Johan. Abdi Johan. We so we're going to be doing that. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate all the support, especially for St. Jude. You guys helped us hit that first goal within four days of 500. And I think we're at $515, if I'm remembering correctly. There yes. So we're just going to, we're halfway to our next mark, which is a thousand. So we're going to be giving away all CIG concierge stuff. If you're not concierge a subscriber, you don't even have access to this stuff. So we're going to give out some really cool stuff within that package. So we'll, hopefully we'll be doing that within the next few weeks. Thank you again to my co-host, Cal Roddy, to uh, Colossal for being here. And uh, to all of you guys who were there helping us out tonight and for watching us. Until we see you guys next week, take care of yourselves, stay safe, peace, love, and soul. And we'll see you soon. Take care. Have a great night. See ya, peeps.